I'm so distracted. Maybe I should watch over here. Go ahead, Janina. Oh, crap. Okay, great. Good day, good evening, good night, good morning, and good afternoon, and welcome to Real Tennis Fan, and we are on time. Look at that. It's a church. It's black church. So it starts on time, but it never ends on time. <laughs> so. We are ending on time, god damn it, uh, at church. God damn it, at church. How you like that? <laughs> good day, ladies and gentlemen. How are you doing today? We have an early start today, so, you know. We decided to bless this middle Sunday, you know, the last official middle Sunday, by the way. Wow. We will be no weird? more in 2022. I don't, I don't know if I want it. You know what? Because of the nature of grass, because it's so unusual, I really feel like people really need that rest. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I need that rest. <laughs> Maybe they should start on a Sunday like the French Open and just have the middle Sunday just the same. Is that even possible? Uh -uh. I mean, Wimbledon is coming to the future. I see all sorts of new things coming this year. I mean, slowly, slowly in dinosauric. Okay. <laughs> yes. But before Where I go any further, let me introduce my co-host with the most. We have Janina from Far in Ohio. How are you doing, Janina? I am well. Oh, I don't like that. That sounds like we're in for trouble. You may be. Okay. What's going on? It's 4th of July. I mean, um, you're American. Nothing is going in on. In 4th my, of July. You know what's funny about 4th of July? My husband is working like a slave. And when I say slave, I mean fucking slave. Oh. <laughs> so, but unlike a slave, there's no whippings, right? <laughs> <laughs> and pay. <laughs> <laughs> I think so Janina takes care of the whipping at home. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, Janina, got, I'm telling secrets. I got nothing. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> can you smell can you smell the barbecue for your next door neighbor, Janina? So no, we were gonna actually smoke some pork belly today. Um, Ooh. but Jason texted me this morning. He was supposed to get off at two. He's like, Yeah, I'll be home around 6 30. Wow. Um, so I said, Yeah, we're not doing that because I learned yesterday that I don't know how to operate the grill properly so we have several and the one that we use to smoke is like one of those ceramic egg things and it's way beyond me and i was so frustrated by the end of it i mean the food was good and i did it but i was pissed i was pissed well no was like, I'm not because you're a woman again. so i mean i mean it's like <laughs> listen i couldn't even figure out how to empty the goddamn ashtray i'm looking on youtube like where do i pull this out of i told jason <laughs> i don't know why i didn't use the grill that i know how to use the grill the good old trusty fucking charcoal weber whatever anyway yeah, not doing it today it'll be I, I you know it might be kfc i don't know <laughs> so americana so americana i mean <laughs> i mean you could just you could just honor the last president and just do mickey d's I this mean, is true all right that's in our budget too. so how are you doing andreen so from slowly tennis travel i am very well i am um not doing anything 
close to a barbecuing because uh, I don't live that kind of life with barbecues know, available. <laughs> so I'm going to go to a hip hop brunch. When I was like eight, I came here for Fourth of July once, mm -hmm. and they were doing this barbecue, and they, and I was just like, God, no, we never doing this again. Nope, nope, it's smoky. There's too many people around here. I don't trust you around the food. Too many people <laughs> talking over the food. It was just like, oh my God, it's just horrible. And and a lot of the soda is not that great. I'm sorry, <laughs> you know. Oh, the food right. at my house is great. Just in case. I mean, I'm sure home. if you go to someone's home, that's fine. But as opposed to going to like a big huge like event like in a park and all that sort of thing like, like people organize like trips they no horrible <laughs> Not doing so who's that our again. special guest and our special guest pablo how are you doing from england this is good time for you pablo so i don't want to hear anything about sleep <laughs> deprivation or anything of that nature i mean this is a good what six o'clock for you five o'clock it is four o'clock oh, oh good afternoon, afternoon tennis people yeah, so basically four o'clock. So all of um, all of the tennis folks have been in their bubble all day, probably. No. Yes, all in the same hotel. Oh God! Somebody, we need. You know what's going to happen? Let's mm. talk about the fun of that. All in the Someone's same hotel. Get pregnant. There will be some hookups. <laughs> no, there will be some hookups out of this mess. <laughs> I can't stand you. Room hopping. Ah, yes, I mean it's the only way to keep the thing going. It's only this is why Novak did what he did when he screamed to the crowd, "Suck my dick!" It was more of an invitation. Oh shit! Ooh. I'm mad oh, that goodness. I missed that. Uh -huh. My question was, who was he talking to? But I have a question. You know who I really want to be and know the person who is just there for the mess, who wants to be in all the business. Well, hmm, guess who went to whose room last well, night? Somebody's mm. there. The guy. <laughs> This you is know, there, is. This there is, is a messy person. I need a blind item. I need a blind item from the bubble, y'all. Come on. And let me somebody. tell you something. I can guarantee you 100% it would be a man. It won't be. It will be. <laughs> I don't know. Is Petra still around? No, listen to me. Ooh. No, it will be a man who has all of the information. It will um, be a man who has all the information. Because I trust that old adage. The messiest bitch you know is a man. I trust that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that works out in my life. But, <laughs> but, but who would it be, Rails? I don't know. I mean, like, I figure it would be probably somebody in the doubles. One you of, know well, what I mean? It, one of the Russians. If he were there, it would be Radek Stepanik. <laughs> no, he'd be too busy. He'd be too busy. I mean, no, like, half busy, of the items will be, be about him. <laughs> so, wait, so, so there is literally one hotel that is holding all of these players? Yes. Stop. Tell oh, us what wow. it is, Pablo. What is it? I don't know which hotel it is, but I know it's in Westminster. Well, they said Westminster. I actually think it might be County Hall, the mm -hmm. um, which I think is a Marriott, mm. uh, and it would have enough rooms to, to house everybody. So maybe um their staff, like you know, their trainers and physio and all those people. Yes. Yeah. Everybody. Oh, wow. has to be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, Roger Fenner is staying with the plebs. Let's just be real. Oh my God. No, no, no. Roger Federer cannot be around the poor. What is this? Roger gets a suite. You tell me Merca has to hang around poverty? No, there's no Merca. You haven't been watching. She's not there. There's no family. No family. Thank you, Merca. I mean, like we cannot contaminate ourselves with poverty. We cannot. <laughs> Can I just say, though, there's got to be a little bit of fun to that because it's a little mm -hmm. bit like the Olympics, right? Like, this is a great chance to...
just hang around and be with each other. I don't know. There's something. I mean, Ooh. obviously, you know. yeah, because they couldn't have they couldn't do that. Like, um, because uh, the last time they had family, right? In Roland Garros, they had family. Mm -mm. Are you sure? There was a bubble no. there. No, that, she the, all the same hotel as well. Roland yeah, Garros. the family came in Hala. Mm. No, 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 I'm not talking about Roger. I'm talking about like didn't Serena wasn't Serena family there? Yeah, in hotel, yeah. not in our apartments. Yeah. Oh, hotel. okay. Yeah. No, yeah, so that's this, lovely. So There's Wimbledon this time said no family. <laughs> oh, then cool. they, then you don't have to worry. Then you can be together. Although if someone breaks it, if somebody messes up, it screws a lot of people. Yeah, it does. What right. happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, bitches. Look, I'm just hoping no one catch corona at the very least. Because but that's what I'm saying. Contact tracing. Yeah, no, but if someone exposes, if someone breaks the rule, breaks the bubble, then you have an app, then you actually can really screw everyone. Well, well mm -hmm. interestingly, we had Conta mm -hmm. um, removed from the tournament. Mm -hmm. um, and they were already, I understand, they were already in the hotel, her and two or three of her team. And I think it's one of her, her entourage yeah. that was identified as having COVID. So, I don't know um, if it's because she hadn't mixed with anybody else. or Must have been. Because I was like, how do you rationalize just getting rid of her and her team and not anybody that might have met her in the elevator or none of that stuff? Yeah. I think they also took, wasn't he on the plane with Darren Cahill? Because Darren Cahill couldn't even get to work because he's on the strict quarantine. Oh, is um, he? Yeah. I was wondering where he was. Because oh, he was wow, complaining that... He said, I've been fully vaccinated and I've been tested negative. And I just That's say, I hate when people say test negative. Bitch, you have to test negative and then you will eventually test positive. That's how it works, right? Like, if you get corona, like, but you also, were negative at one point. Also, being fully vaccinated means that you will suffer less. But right, exactly. you're, still a, you're still a vector for transmitting it like any, any anybody else. Well, you know what? We are having COVID Wimbledon, and I'm really grateful for that. So let's keep it moving. Let's talk about let's the fact talk that about before we go, that. let's talk about the fact that Real Tennis Fan again was right on the pulse with our last podcast. What did we say? <laughs> Slipping and sliding into a messy Wimbledon. What did we say? And look, look, look how prophetic we were. Listen to me. Give us all the motherfucking flowers, give us all the awards, everything. We even want a Grammy. And a Tony, you want it all. Oh, God. Tell all your I friends, we're the best podcast ever. There so let's, to be um, wow, tooting your own horns, aren't you? Real, I let's mean, start then. Let's it's start just a humble brag. Let's start with the thing everyone is talking about slippery grass. What is so different about slippery grass this year, y'all? What do y'all think? Well, I mean, well, we can have. I mean, there is the, I mean, we can go with, is it, I forget whatever that dude's name is. I mean, they just don't know how to move on grass. We can go with that excuse for, you know. Jason Goodall. Go, Jason Goodall. I mean, we can say that. We can also say the fact that, you know, two, they haven't been here for like two years and grass is an unusual surface. I mean, granted that they were playing on grass like for three weeks, four weeks. And we didn't see any of that situation go up, but you know, no, I think special... actually you're being really generous. It's actually not three weeks. Usually well, they have more because Wimbledon did what it did. No, because RG did what it did. They had less time. They, they, they took a week away. So but no, a tournament was happening during the second week of the French Open. Yeah. But I mean, not all the, not all the, you know, not all the. Right. Not, not, I mean, well, not everyone ended up playing in any, I mean, players choose not to play, um, 
grass anyway because of the short turnaround time. But I mean, players still, people still play. I mean, the WTA is always, I think something tells me the WTA has like five tournaments in one week. Because I mean, like, I feel like women are always playing tennis. I mean, particularly around this time. So people have been playing, I mean, on grass, but Wimbledon apparently has special grass, etc. And everyone down to ball kids, everyone is slipping and sliding. I mean, and the replays never look cute. And we've had some <laughs> withdrawals. Um, it's and I see a lot of people holding, particularly people who are already fragile, like Guile, um, what's his name, Nick. You know, when they went down, you could see that they're in like excruciating pain. You know, at least at least their body's in shock. Um, so I mean, it's not pretty. And I think I read somewhere a ball kid was really injured yesterday or the day before. Mm-hmm. So um, on court number four, I think it was on one of the outer courts. So I mean. The thing about grass is that if it's wet, and I mean, and, and this first week was very wet and humid, and wet and cool, I should say, rather not necessarily humid, and they have to cover the grass all the time, so moisture level builds up under that. And I mean, when it's rained, they're not covering the court immediately, so there's still water trapped there, and it looks like the ground isn't drying out properly, so it's sort of like, but everyone, and again, the shoes have no grip on it. Basically, it's just what? A pancake surface. Well, I just think we have to ask. So this is the question I'm asking. Is it unusual? Or is it just the fact that we just haven't seen Wimbledon for two years and we forgot? Listen, mm. to, to hear other people say it, this happens all the time, right? <laughs> and that the beginning of Wimbledon is always slippery and blah, blah, blah. Especially center court because nobody ever is allowed to touch it other than during play of Wimbledon. I feel like we're seeing more. Yeah. Period. Um, I don't know why. I have no idea. I don't know if they've changed the grass again and they don't want to tell us. I don't know if it's the weather or what, but I feel like we are seeing way more people slip and fall. Period. And and I think the grass is a lot greener and thicker than <laughs> it would have been at this point. Like but like because I mean well, because it like, had two years. Well, also oh, okay. Right? Don't they replant it um every, every year? year? I, I think they reseed every year in September or something. Um, because they use the courts after Wimbledon, sort of internally for the club. But including uh, centre court? No, yeah. not centre no, no, court. No, yes, no, no, no. Yeah, no centre court is used. And in the uh, past it's been used because remember the Olympics was held at uh, uh, 2012. And I think even the Davis Cup tie after Wimbledon was held and they used the centre court. Yeah, but, for tournaments, but just during for the people who are members of Wimbledon yeah, and I go there they, to play. I don't think anybody's allowed on that. I'm about to look it up. I, they said, they, I think Darren Cahill said what when, when they did the segment, Darren Cahill said what they want to do, what they should be doing is having actually people play on court, center court and court one, is that no one plays on those courts. They play on the outside courts. That's what I thought. But they don't play on the court. And then the other thing he introduced, which I thought was noteworthy, and I don't remember when this happened, but I think Wimbledon changed the rules about the divots on the sneakers to protect the grass, which usually helped you get a better grip. But they said that they don't do that anymore. And so maybe the question is allowing players to wear a different right. kind of shoes. Shoes. That, that, that I think to me, it seems to be the, the easiest solution because the problem with grass no, no, unlike no. clay is so, like I mean you can no, I mean you can no no no. no 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 wait what what's up Pablo what do you think if you don't have completely flat soles those courts won't last three or four days 
Seriously, he was, they said it was a problem. Will, they said it was ruining a court. Yeah. So I, I just I did just look it up and center court in the main show courts are not used during the year. Yeah. Only the outside courts. Yep. So I but, think I mean, but that, people are slipping that, and sliding on the outside courts just the same. They are. I'm just, you know, saying that they don't those courts are not right, 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 right. So whatever. Um maybe it's more lost. I mean, I, I mean, but I'm sorry, but I mean the nature this isn't I mean I, I guess we can do this until we see bone and sticking out of someone on court and it would be on the social media interwebs, you know, floating around like, you know, I highlight mean, reel. But I mean, my thing, the, the problem for me is that what you've noticed with the place is that once you're sliding on grass, you cannot stop until you, until you come. But to you like need a, to learn how to slip. You need to learn how to slip and slide on grass. But here's Listen, the thing. I have to say, I, I actually really believe that it is the combination of factors. I think these people don't practice on grass ever. There's no history of grass play. And I think cutting back RG and pushing into the schedule, having no other major tournament, we don't have a real grass season. Mm -hmm. And I think you're seeing the repercussions of that. Like you're seeing people not able to adjust and all the players are saying how they have to go out and get extra you know, they're running out and making sure they get extra time on the grass, even during the tournament itself. So, I mean, I think tennis players are just like anybody else. They need to practice on their surface. And I sure. feel like to me, you're not respecting the fact that this is a different surface. We homogenize so many other parts of the tour Same and point. everyone adjusts to the tour. People are practicing on hard for grass. Do you know what I mean? Like that's what they're doing or indoors for grass. I think if you're going to have a big tournament and you call it the Cathedral of Tennis, then you need to have a legitimate grass season. That gives people time to adjust, gives people time to play on a surface, and gives people the confidence to do what they need to do. And if you are falling, figuring out how to fall on grass. I think it's a big deal, too, how you go down. You know, don't touch down with your hands and your wrist and all right. that kind of stuff. Like, I just... But, 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 I, but what I notice is that when they're sliding is that they natu- their body naturally locks up. Yep. And they're attempting to... So they're literally collapsing onto their knees, which looks like almost like a house of cards kind of collapsing. Yeah. But I don't know, maybe sandpaper on their shoes. I mean, I just don't think, I mean, I get anxiety just watching them move about on the I, surface. It, just, it seems extraordinary this time around. I mean, you had what? You had um, who played, who retired against Federer? Who was I that? mean, we had literally had two matches in a row that was. And got then the Serena fell, shot. injured, retired. Next up, Serena slipped, falls, injured, retired. I mean, this, I th- I just feel like that's a little unusual. You know what? I, this is, but see, this is my thing about it. I think it's a little bit, I worry that it's a little bit of a perception issue. Like, I think it's that a little be. bit, you know what I mean? Like, you, because, because it was so dramatic. Now, it's, it's tricky. It's hard to know. Well, well maybe but, it's a bit of both. I, yeah, right. My feeling is, there's been a lot more. Normally, you see this on day one and day two, yep. and then you see very little because the court yeah. really settled down. But it's been all week. Yeah, and, and it's wet. Be, yeah, and it may be that it's just people who are not used to playing on grass who or who haven't practiced enough on the the Wimbledon has um, sixteen practice courts, grass courts to practice on, and it's different quality courts. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, um, it might be that. There is more slipping and sliding, and that's because of the people who are slipping and sliding because they're not used to playing on grass. And they ca- it'd be interesting to see 
the people who did Nottingham and Birmingham and Halle and 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 Berlin and, and Mallorca, if how they how they're doing. You know, yeah, I just need to see some of the numbers. I mean, just yeah. because I feel like, not because numbers are more objective in some ways, but I just feel like sometimes our own perception gets a little bit weird. Sure. We haven't well, seen it in two I, years. I also, I also have a theory on center court. What uh, is center court? And court one now. What's your theory? Uh, because the the structure of the building has changed and the the roof hangs over the edge where mm -hmm. it used to be an open, a crucible, basically. Now you have a barrier to evaporation so mm -hmm. it's possible that there's more there's more moisture being retained ah. um, i mean i well, you know what i will say that's a fair thing because it's one of the things that people talk about that the u.s open with the roof right yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, you yeah, talk, yeah. there were these unintended consequences of the roof yeah. that then started to impact play inside which is also like the, the air circulation issue Yep. which is, explains a little bit of the overheating that happened with Federa, and then people started to say it. And I know people have said, well, if Federa... And just the sound as well. That, yeah, that people would now suddenly take it seriously. But I think it's a little bit of... um, Yeah, I mean, you can make improvements and not figure out all the different things that are going on um, that are side effects. And so, yeah, to the degree... But I mean, I, I'm curious about what they're going to do. I saw Tim Henman come on and he says, well, obviously we can't ignore what the players are saying. <laughs> But I want to say that we did exactly what we did last year. But well, it may not be enough to do that. I, I think they should play. The I also go ahead. Sorry. I also wondering yeah. about Pablo, um, Pablo and then you I think they should play the courts in. I think the weekend before the tournament starts, mm. there should be play on all the courts just mm. to flatten the grass, just mm. to um, you, you know take the edge off it. Yep. Um, that's one thing. Secondly, I. They are definitely slower than they used to be. I remember when Wimbledon was lightning fast, and it's not like that now. And they say they're no, 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 they're the same as ever, but they're not. They're much slower. That's not, yeah. I, no I think one, one interesting thing actually is um, you know that Wimbledon bought the golf club and the car park yeah. ne next to it. They, I mean, they bought it like 20 years ago, but they allowed the golf course to continue playing because they had a number of years on their lease. And, and a couple of years ago, they bought out the remaining years of the lease. And what they're planning to do is to move Roehampton on site. So, so the qualifying tournament takes place at Wimbledon. Yeah. Now, that will give them maybe another 15, 20 grass courts if they do it properly. It's all subject to planning, of course. But it could be possible that... They could have thirty-two courts to play on, and that might make it. That may make it make more sense to play the courts in because they will see less play during the fortnight. Because mm -hmm. they're always worried about the courts being completely torn up by the end of week one, and they're not. If you look at them, they're all still very, very green, which is not a good sign. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, and I think but, I have to say, let's be honest. I also think that Wimbledon likes the look of it. But go ahead, Rails. I think they like the but, look yeah. of that clean grass. Well, what I've noticed is that so whenever rain comes that the process of covering the court it's somewhat tedious and slow i mean as much as they have to push the umpire chair back they have to take out the post they have to then people are like basically it's like a scene out of like 1800s man in a boat you know what i mean <laughs> and all that while rain is still coming down on the court and then nothing happens to dry out the court i mean it's on hard code they literally spend 20 minutes wiping everything up you know what I mean? So, so you want so, people to get up on their knees and towels? No, like no, no. But what, I, what I'm simply saying <laughs> is that with the amount of rain and the amount of stoppage that they've had of rain, 
that the courts are still green, like yeah, very, very green. And it, even it, if we start playing, I think even if we start playing like oh, three weeks ago, like a week ahead, someone is still gonna slip and fall. Sure, but maybe saying? not as many. That's yeah. the question. But I think not as many, perhaps in week the, the, the official starting of Wimbledon. But I do think that maybe I mean we've put a man on the moon. We can figure out shoes. <laughs> I mean, how to to be. I mean, because the stability. Because again, I think particularly the younger. I mean, Coco has been underground more times than she's been upright in her singles matches in the and, first two thank rounds. Well, she's a gazelle because right, exactly. I, 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 you see her go down, and you think, my God. But I think she's young. She doesn't realize what's happening here. Like she's just like she's just and players. I think instinctively, two things happen when they're falling. One, they're keeping their eye on the ball, and yep. two. They're trying to like their they're still trying to go after the ball, but their body is locking up. So I, I don't know. I think we could maybe we don't need studs on it, like you know, spikes or anything like that, maybe whatever. But it's grass, it doesn't have feelings, it will be okay. But I think if we're gonna maintain the stars or just people's health and longevity, I don't think people need to put their bodies through such crazy vigor if we're just gonna have three weeks of grass. I, and like, I, I we're think gonna that, have to go back. We, we might see if they keep if Wimbledon stick to its old ways. Like fuck it, we're gonna do what we're gonna do. People are just gonna skip grass because of the. You why know, would so. they? They don't. They're not gonna skip grass. Honestly, they love it there. It's yeah. unusual. I think what you need to well, do is figure out how to embrace the fact that you need major seasons. Like, and unless you want Wimbledon to become like the complete opposite of what it was in the past, which is like, there were so many grass tournaments and now this is just some like idiosyncratic tournament out of the blue. But, but, and, but I mean, but granted it is what it is now. I mean, like yes. the, the, the tours have allowed it to become this idiosync, this, this, you know, almost like this like fairy tale little pocket. Listen, of why are we saying the tour? RG. Let's just blame I mean, RG. RG pushed up on on US Open. RG did everything in the last two but, years. But, but I'm simply saying three <laughs> other people let this vote happen, right? Because I mean, they came together to put a letter for Naomi Osaka and say, "Girl, yep, we run this shit." True. So they can't come together and be like, "RG, you don't run this shit." You understand what I mean? Like so. Fair so, enough. So Fair to enough. me, how about you, you're making it? a decision here? You the tour have allowed itself because. We used to have what three grass court tournaments, <laughs> like major. No, no, three... no, no, wait, no, no, wait, no, no. Wait. There used to be Pablo, eight or nine grass court tournaments. There used to be four or five in the UK alone. Remember Surbiton? No, no, no. Sorry, I meant sorry. I meant we used to have three majors that were on grass. At oh one yeah. Point. Yes. Yeah. Right, and then we go down to two, and then we became one, which is fine, right? Each surface, I think Australia tried to. They were doing the rebound ace kind of surface, but then they went back to original hard court because. The courts were getting too hot, so we can change things, you know. Well, and listen, things they can need happen. to revisit. They need to revisit the scheduling. Like you, if you, if you're gonna do yeah. this, you need to create real seasons, and you need I, if you, if Wimbledon wants to have its weight in goal and think about, and also just think about climate. Like just think about climate change. Think about grass. Think about how this is gonna all play out. If you legitimately want to have these quote unquote natural surfaces, you're gonna have to nurture them if you want them to continue in the years to come, right? Like, that's just the nature of how this is going to be. I, I think um, also, yeah, you're right. But would you put an extra week? I, I know that we got... Um, we uh, used to. RG screwed yeah. it up. But I would move... I would move Wimbledon right into July. Maybe. Yeah, I would do a schedule change. I would yeah, do yeah. a schedule change. I don't know. But, I don't know what the... I don't know when they have a chance to revisit the calendar again. 
they did like several years ago when they added that week between RG and Wimbledon, but I haven't, I don't know when that timing could happen again. I do think that they should be really thoughtful about adding chunks of time though, breaking up the, the schedule a little bit. If you, if you put a, an extra week in, climactically, July is normally warmer than June. Mm. Okay, and there was a lot of rain leading up to Wimbledon. Right, a lot of rain but in also, Wimbledon. Yeah, but also, if you have an extra week, you give potentially a week's break for those who go to Eastbourne, but you also allow maybe small grass court tournaments to come through in that week. Yep. Um, so, it, I, it, you know, it's... So we've, I mean, we've rallied around. I think basically Wimbledon, what Real said to you is... Um, Push up on all the other IT people. Come come at everyone else like you came at Naomi Osaka in those letters, mm -hmm. y'all. And, and figure Let me out see that kind of sure energy. That Let me see happen. that energy. You know, save the fire Bring for the real energy. enemy. <laughs> so let's, okay. We oh, and I just want to make one more point that we sort of, sort of like, we, we sort of hinted and overlooked. It's also the quality of the grass. Like, what are you literally putting on the court? Is that contributing to the slight factor? I mean, because we know all grass are not equal. I mean, know that they do experiment with the grass and it changes all the time because they have slowed down the courts. So well, yeah. maybe I, I you need to... And, and, the gra and this slipping and sliding is, it's a risk management issue for the club. And I don't think they take it anywhere seriously enough. I think actually in the chat, Patrick Glanville says that they're going to play on the middle Sunday, which they only ever do whenever they're really backlogged on the schedule. And the reason they don't play in the middle Sunday now, or the reason they give is because they need the courts to rest. Um, but it'll be interesting if they go to a, a, a continuous schedule without that um, break on the middle Sunday. So maybe they're using a much more tougher, durable grass. Well, who knows? We, well, somebody, some, some enterprising reporter who has all that time and is paid to do that could do I a little mean, bit of analysis for us. Now that Naomi is not that Naomi, Naomi isn't coming to press conference, you got a little bit more time to get some things together. We'll right see. I love to see some research on that. So, Pablo, you're here, mm -hmm. and we are so happy to have you here. And we know we're going to be hearing about Emma Radicadu, Radicanu for the next week. Radicanu. Radakanu for the next week. <laughs> it's an old so, English name. So listen, it's time it's time for you to give us a, a little bit of a background on her. But I'm gonna start I'm gonna start us off by this fabulous, fabulous tweet by Paul <laughs> Bernal. He's got a red he's got a blue check mark, so he must be a big deal. But you have to tell me who the hell that is. Oh but. sorry, did you say Paul Burnell? B yes. N -A -L. Okay, then this will have been tweeted with the maximum amount of sarcasm. Okay, so perfect. So exactly right. So yeah. I'm about to say what it says. It says Emma Radicanu, Romanian father, Chinese mother, born in Canada, brought up in London, plays beautifully, multicultural Britain at its best. Tell us why this is bullshit. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> is, it because, is it because she's now the Mary Pierce of England? Is that what it is? This is Mary Pierce bio, kind of like Mary Pierce bio, isn't it? Well, Mary no. Pierce so <laughs> So uh, for all of us who are just discovering her, what do you know about her, Pops? Uh, just as much as everyone else. Um, mm -hmm. uh, she has been a good uh, team performer uh, on the small sort of UK LTA type circuit, but she's not been on the main tour. In fact, I think this is only her second tournament. She got a wild card to not Nottingham. Um, and she's just burst onto the scene. Um, what I understand from her about her is that she's very level-headed, that she not necessarily hanging around all the other kids on the LTA program. She is in the LTA, LTA development program, 
which I guess is a bit like the USTA mm -hmm. program. Um, but I, just from the few matches I've seen of her, I, she's the she's the one with the greatest potential. Of all that we've seen thus far, you all think? Of the young Brits, absolutely. Hmm. I think um, she she's got work to do on her serve, but she's only eighteen, and I, she may grow a bit more and and get a bit more oomph with it. But her her court positioning, just her her technical game, it's really really strong. And and look where she is. Well, and also, so then if we said that, how will Nigel Sears ruin her? <laughs> <laughs> well, she, she is kind of she is kind of a new. Ivanovich, but without the squeaky voice and that yeah. serve. Let's hope she doesn't have that ball toss because I mean, yeah, that, that yes, yeah, going into foreign um, airspace. Um, I he he's been assigned to her, as I understand. I don't know if it's a personal choice of hers, but because he's on the LTA roster of coaches, mm. I think as she as she starts winning matches and she starts earning some money she might be able to make the sort of choices that she wants to make rather than be, if she feels that she's not making the progress but um i mean you've seen her she's very level-headed listen uh, i'm just saying i know nigel sears he'll have her have an eating disorder soon yeah and um yeah. And he's dodgy as f to me and yes. the funny thing to me is i saw judy murray Darren yeah. Cahill and a bunch of people say she's in good hands with Nigel Sears. The uh, thing that makes oh me, boy, when you say things like that and you know the fans outside understand Nigel Sears differently, how is that allowed to even happen? How are you allowed to say those things out loud when everyone's like, Nigel Sears? Uh, I'm a little worried about that. But anyway, that's just, you know, I'm just putting that out there. Mm -hmm. I would not disagree with you. <laughs> So basically what we want to do is we want to make sure that she earns as much money as possible so she can go and get her own real coach. And make her own choices, exactly. Yeah. And I don't, well, I don't having, think that will be far away. She's having a hell of a run, and it is fun to watch, right? And she could go. I love she this. Could, she could go. She could get through the next could, round because she, she has... She can do it. Yeah, because, listen, she has the outcome of the Ostapenko. <laughs> Tomli <Tom> Anovich. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Tomli Anovich was not here and any alone as bullshit. She was just like, you know, she's lying. Girl, you're lying. Ain't a thing wrong with you. You out here running for like an hour and a half. You were perfectly fine, but now you're getting your ass beat. You're going you gonna to be out here being like, I got injury. And Ostapenko was just like, you okay. have no reason. Ostapenko okay, made me a franny. That is one of my favorite moments. Somebody explain <laughs> it to people who haven't been paying attention. What the hell happened in that match? <laughs> so, Alona was Alona was winning. I mean, she was up like she took the set. You know, they were trading breaks back and forth, I think, in the first round. Uh, mm -hmm. um, Tom I have to say, looks really slender in that outfit. I don't know what she's wearing. She, she, she's giving us a little, um, your favorite friend, your short friend from Slovakia, um, Andrine, who always Sibokova. wears a t-shirt. Sibokova? Sibokova. Uh, but she's wearing a two-piece instead. <laughs> Sibokova just like in one airline. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so it looked like Alona was going to win the um Asapenka was going to win the match, but then Tomlianovich, I figure, you know, she was just like, well, I'm breaking her anyway, so you know, let me just hold serve and you know, I can get foot in the match. Tomlianovich was rising. Alona then said, you know, she was injured and called the trainer out, and Tomlianovich was, was just, for love. Yeah, and Tomlianovich was just like, nah, you're trying to break my momentum. Fuck this nonsense. I'm going to call you out. <laughs> and I mean, 
Oh, you know, you know, Asa Panko is the kind of person who is the least muted person at all. Like, she's not going to sit there and be like, whatever. So they had a little, you know, back and forth. And, you know, Alona told her she was disrespectful. At Which the is end hilarious of and how ironic from her. I know, right? <laughs> girl, it can't be you. Can't be you. <laughs> <laughs> and she told me, I was just like, whatever. You, you're lying. You know, like, and again, it's the officials in this situation. Again, they just let this so i would totally honest just like you can't tell me talk to her you know like i'm telling you she's lying you're letting her i mean call it's really hard to do seriously it's hard to do that but i mean because i mean it, mtos are just tricky like it's just you know it's a mental time out yeah i mean you yourself can know it but there's no legitimate way that you can stop a mto like i don't i think they've tried it right they tried it with sort of like how you can get um, evaluated. You can't call for the same injury twice. I mean, all those kinds of things. Look, <laughs> right. Listen to me. I saw uh, Roberta Batista Good literally call the trainer out three points all in the tiebreaker and got a massage on his thighs. We are literally in the middle of the tiebreaker and he called <laughs> the trainer. He, did. That, he did that. Like literally call the trainer and John Millman is there. And this is the thing. This is why I give Tom Lianovich, you know, like, girl, you're that girl. Okay. <laughs> and I salute you. Call this shit out right then and there. Okay? In the middle because, of it. Yep. Because yep. that's, because, you know, at that point, the press might pick this up. They, they might be salacious about it. John Millman just sat there and ate that humble pie. Fuck that shit. We, <laughs> he got like two leg rubbed down in the middle of a tiebreaker. Not even on a changeover. <laughs> Like literally, the changeover for the tiebreaker is not for this. It's not a real changeover. It's a switch side bullshit. And then yeah, on top of that, that's the kind of thing you do after the tiebreakers. But I think that exactly. was also some line of And guess what? And uh, mind you, uh, Millman was like Millman. They were in the tiebreaker in the fourth set. So had Millman won the tiebreaker, he was gonna be. We're gonna have a five setter. That yeah. wasn't even the end of the bullshit. Yeah. So we are down like we're like at five three now, and. Batista goes take a Spanish dive, and everybody who knows football and soccer knows the Spanish <laughs> dive, right? Like he's on the ground, but of course not. The trainer comes back out, and and have you seen how the trainer comes out? It's like I think it's a movie with for like the a plastic bag, with the plastic bag, the mask, the, the plastic the apron, apron, the the wind. I'm just like, are we prepping for surgery here? Are we just going to figure out? It's COVID times. Come on. But what is that how that works, though, because it has the thing, though. It's like, like saran wrap. But my thing is just Finn. like, at this point, we know that COVID is spreading through the air, right? Yeah. The umpire isn't wearing a mask, not a ball, kid. So if the sweat is what is transmitting COVID, everybody on the court got COVID at this point. So when you coming out here with your plastic bag on, dude, like, like, what is this? Like, I I'm saw like, that. I about pissed myself. I mean, that's like a really? waste of time. Oh it's my like, god! I was just like, this cannot be real. I said, am I really watching this? So he <laughs> takes a Spanish dive. We're at five three at this point. He's leading. The trainer comes out and he says he's trying to gather himself together. Like, oh no, I don't need the trainer. Let me finish this. Of course, he wins the match. And John Miller walks up like a, I don't even want to say pussy because that's like disrespectful to you know. But people with pussies, but that's yeah. true, and, and to just cats in general, just in general, <laughs> oh because a cat God. would have clawed your eyes out. Norman <laughs> just went up and just like, Oh, feel better. Guess what? Batista Goat is in the second is in the second week of Wimbledon. Yeah, I mean, and you know just... what? And um, and um, 
and Alona isn't. So maybe the trick is call those bitches out when it's happening. Absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> so, so who who's making it through from Tomjanovic and Raducanu? I'm going with the young shot. one. Yeah, mm. I think she has a shot. Yeah, definitely. I really. I mean, Tomjanovic. This is this is definitely new territory for her. Yeah, but I mean, like I think she handled herself well. But it's Ostapenko anyway. You know what I mean? If it was somebody else. She had yeah. beaten in that match, I would have said. But I mean, like, look, the crowd is definitely no, 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 gonna no, no, be. No. I don't think so. Ostapenko was playing well and had been playing well on grass. I think this is all right. Tomlanovich is actually trying to live up to her potential. Finally, she's actually yeah, she's, she's actually and done she, something she hasn't done for a long time, which is yeah. string wins together. She's had yeah. some results, and but, you know, her you know, boo is in the second week, also here. Also, a reason to stick around when exactly. you have some other reason to stick around. You're in that bubble together. Listen, there are plenty of reasons to take inspiration, but I actually do think Emma gets through that match. <laughs> mm, I'm gonna go with Tomlanovich, and then changes her coach. <laughs> I mean, okay, I I would back Raducanu, uh for that reason. She needs a different coach. Me too. I just <laughs> just this thing on Nigel Sears. I I don't think their their coaching relationship is that old. It can't be much more than a few months. No, I'm sure. He's because he was coaching um, Contivate up until. I mean, who? I mean, can any? Yeah, I mean, can we just start, look? Look, I mean, that alone should keep Nigel safe from coaching anyone. Listen, I, mean, I think Nigel, listen, he's so embedded, right? I mean, isn't he the father in law of Murray's wife? Uh, isn't he Murray's, Murray's father? Father in law, like yeah. It's the father in law. Yeah, he's, Kim's, he's Kim's father. Yeah, so I mean, I think this is like, you know, these are old folks embedded. No, I just think, I mean, you know. I hope for the best for her. I hope she has a good I team mean, around her. Yeah, no, I'd be out here dragging Christina McHale for finding a way of losing a match she's winning. Yes. But Contavid, ooh, she's a Hall of Famer for that match. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so, listen to me. Let me. If Contavid is up six love, five one, five love, forty love, book it show, she will find a way to lose that match. In spectacular. Oh, let me see. Where did Contavid go out? She went out um, in the second oh, round. The first I think. Round. No, no, see, she lost to Vajrasova. She lost see? to Vajrasova. Yep. But I didn't. I didn't see that match. Okay, so let's let's let's. I, we were trying. Um, audience, we were thinking about the breakout stories of Wimbledon, which is why we are here. So the other breakout story, Ons, who saw that match? And oh, I why did. did Muguruza lose? No, because it's, <laughs> because Venus Nasserina was in the draw. Yeah, no look. <laughs> you all have not yet proved me wrong on this point. Gabinia is like, if there's a William sister here, I'm going to get her. Okay? I mean, let's be honest. She won her two majors over Wimbledon, over William's sister. And who can say that? Who else on tour can say that? You might get one, but you won't get the other. Muggs got two of them for the crown. <laughs> for the crown. Not in the semis, not in the quarters. Muggs got them for the crown. Okay? And she didn't even have to do three sets. Okay? So, yeah. I'm just yeah, saying. No, I listen though. I also I, my thing with mugs is if you do anything different with the ball other than hitting hitting it hard to her, yeah. <laughs> which is yeah. which is really bizarre because mugs is from the Spanish school. You understand? I'm saying like they're crafty beyond like they know how to do something. But I mean like look, the thing about Jabo is that Jabo is going to play five excellent point and then give you a whole set of mess, right? <laughs> Jabo just seems like all over the place sometimes. Right, and like that—that that has been that was always her problem. She again, she couldn't string it together. But the last, oh, the last ten months, I think. I mean, she made it through to the final in Charleston too, and 
she was just so tired. I just, she couldn't, she could barely swing the racket. Um, but she's managed to kind of really pull her game together, uh, a lot more focus, and she outplayed Muggs. It's a simple yeah, she did. Some of those she, rallies she, were really yeah, cool. yeah, 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 yeah. Really and she's fitter too. She's definitely. I mean, I do, I do think that it's a boss move to puke on. Seth <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, like, I, I was just like, this cannot be real. We did I just see what I just. Oh, Actually, that's girl. not the first time. It's not the first time. I mean, been and I'm just on. like, and let, let me let me tell y'all something, okay? Shout out to these. I don't know who these people are. At the who are doing the officiating at Wimbledon, there could be a Martian landing. They're not moving. They don't yeah. give a shit what happened on court. Someone break a leg. Literally, players have fell in front of them, holding their groins. And those people just stand there looking like oh, that the only thing that they're capable of saying. I mean, the umpire would come down and say something. Officials won't even move. Why? I mean, what are you talking about? You, the fact that nobody commented on it? The fact that that she was puking her guts out and they didn't even move. Like you, no, but you, know what? you know what was so funny about it, though? She quickly went to the corner, did it, and came right back on court and just went, went about her business. You barely had time to out. wipe her mouth and pick up the ball. Like, what are you doing? What did you want them to do? I know. Did you want them to stop and pause the whole thing? It was fine. Yeah. She got so it that, done. That, that, that was a boss move puke. And yeah. she went, she went to mean, the like a, like a well trained dog. Did its business, mm. had a sniff, and then moved on. I mean, I liked how she kept it calm though. She just like yeah, yeah, yeah. reels. If you if you what you know if the umpire said something and like jump, you know what I mean. Like it's, the umpire it just, tried to say something at this point, didn't move, and arms were just like we're good to go. Like exactly, girl. just keep it moving. I, it was my nerves. I mean, like she does I'm play sorry. beautiful it's tennis. It's projectile vomit. It's projectile vomit. Okay, can I, I just quiet as it's kept? I think Anz plays the kind of game that everyone is convinced Barty's playing. But that's just yes, me. yes, oh, yes, well, yes, that's yes, true. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. that's true. But the thing about it is that Barty is faded out. But I mean, Anz was just like what I you see the thing about Anz, which I find was so, with with Margaret, is that Margaret wanted to was getting frustrated. Was just like this girl isn't giving me anything. Nope. Like I don't know what any point will be the next point to the next. And of course, you know, every once in a while when Muggs isn't a William's sister isn't there. Mugs start playing like Petra, right? We go and go for lines, which is like the tram lines. We're missing everything. So Anz was just like, look. And this thing about, but I thought Mugs was, you know, she was already like, I don't know if Conchita told her, you know, like, girl, this is your chance. Serena isn't here. You know, Venus isn't here. You know, I mean, whatever. You know, you I can mean, go who's, think, who's thinking about those things though? Those are not chances. That she I mean, because I mean, because Muggs, she didn't because have to Muggs, worry about them. She didn't have to worry about Serena or Venus for quite some time. They're not even part of this section. Of no, but world. no, but I'm saying because she she seemed to be like the person here. Like, if we were looking at, though we can't say those things for WTA because anyone can win it, right? Because at this point, for me, Jabot could lift this trophy on Saturday. Of but I mean, she does have the pedigree. Kavita will went out early. Kerber is not so well. I mean, like she's a person who legit, you know, you figure because she made Wimbledon finals twice, right? Can I tell you though? I had ons in that fourth round, so I don't want to say anything about Muggs's qualifications, but I didn't think see her getting through ons, and I'm shocked by the fact that I got that little section right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but I knew she was in trouble because she couldn't close out the first set properly. No, like, I mean started... like. 
on the draw sheet. I didn't even oh, okay. have it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, at this point, you know, like you but can't really trust Also, Muggs, isn't Muggs? I think Muggs is also returning from a bit of a dodgy injury at some point. I mm -hmm. don't think she has been fully fit. So I think that's a little bit of her issue. But I mean, she had a really nice run at USO. So I think she'll be coming back. But okay, so, so Ons versus Schwantek. Is Ons a breakout? I mean, she's a breakout in the sense that, like, I think she's breaking out of her own nerves issue. She's not letting that sabotage her. And she had had that title. She had she just recently won the title. On title for us, I'm right. Yeah. Exactly. And it's a bit of a breakout for everyone else now, I think, to see her. So that's what I mean by a breakout. Maybe you've been quietly doing your business. And she, she believes in her fitness, too. So because before, you know, she was losing match because she just couldn't keep she couldn't keep pace. And also, so. I didn't realize that she was married. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she got married a couple of years ago. I, I they were showing her box, and I was like, "Oh, Ons, okay, that's your hubby." I think he had red hair. Um, but anyway, um, <clears throat> so Ons versus the last Roland Garros champion, not the not the most recent one, Schwantek. Who you all taking that one? Ons. Hmm. I mean, everyone Schwantek. says Schwantek is looking. Look, I think Schwantek is out here trying not to be. Uh, one hit wonder. And Listen, Shantek looks unbeatable until she suddenly beats him. I know, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I know, right. That is the truth. Yeah, so that's I, why I, I, know what I Yeah, I, she's, uh, I'm not buying into the, I'm not getting on the Shantek gravy chain. Um, she had a terrific Roland Garros. And um, uh, what has she done since then? I mean, she's had some nice plays, and Andy Murray likes her. But I think the Schwantek thing, <laughs> I, I just think Rafa that Ons has too big of a game. I, not yeah. big, but I think she has a really nice grass I, game. It's too much of a better grass court game. Yeah. Yep. Right. So, I think Schwantek is one. It's two-dimensional. So I'm going to call us on something we did last time. Uh-oh. We were all over Madison Keys, and look at Madison Keys coming at us. Yeah. I mean, look, we're going to have an All-American final. Look. <laughs> Let me tell y'all something. To the universe. I was I was investing in Maddox and Keys match, and I checked my temperature. I was just like, "Are you well? <laughs> yeah, true. Are you it okay?" Was a bit, it was a bit um miss to say the least. I mean, look, but you know, I don't like you know, I don't like Belgian players, right? I don't like. Oh my god, you still haven't gotten over that? Okay, all right. I mean, look, I am petty. <laughs> just you know, I'm petty. That's right, Keith. But anyway, uh, but I was just like, Maddie was Maddie was like really on it. Yeah, I mean, in, in the know, chat, Chris says we're gonna have a Keys and Coco final. I am here for it. Let me tell you something. If I that happens, I don't even want to. I, I mean, mean, I know Coco is winning that. Let me just mingle y'all. We were, we were, we must. Chad will come. We'll, we'll do this for you. We were brutal to her. We, we called were. her one dimensional. Yep. <laughs> Madison heard us and said, "One dimension, my ass." Here I go. I mean, look, <laughs> right. Maddie. Maddie was returning like a boss yesterday. I was just like, "What?" I was just like, "Look, at least was lucky." God, yeah, real. Thank God she was because not much else was working. I mean, yeah. look. I didn't watch it. <laughs> but let's see. She could. It she could pull it together. Sorry, and she's one been other... here before. Wait, 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 wait. There's one other wait, player wait. on the breakout. Um, other than Raducana, is Samsonova. Yes, I was going to go back to her, but but when we talk about our American our American sadness in Sloan. But yeah, that's... I'm not paying attention to Samsonova. Should we she, be paying well, attention to her? She's, she's only here because she's a wild card. And yeah. She's only a wild card because she won... She um, won that tournament. Which was yep. it? What was it? Uh, Eastbourne? Was it Eastbourne? Uh, no, but was it Berlin or... 
or oh yeah she runs Hamburg or somewhere like that yeah um i think somewhere in germany but yeah she got the wild card off the back of that and she's she's just Ludmila. really ludmila ludmila yeah so we get to get we get to lose we we she, we get to see her eliminate topless which would be yeah I mean I'm all for that I'm all for that I don't <laughs> yes, like, I'm, I'm I'm here for that I mean love you you could have put a sandwich across the net from Pliskova and I'm like go sandwich oh my god I mean <laughs> I mean you are so brutal I mean look you know I can't look. I can't stand. I can't. I can't. Look, I don't even know which is which. I'm surprised she's number eight. I'd be like, is this the one that makes money, Andrina? That's you. Don't don't try to play. Don't be acting out here like it's me. That's me. No, the, the one that makes money is engaged, y'all. So the one that doesn't make money is engaged. Okay, and the one who makes money gets married. Yeah, Chris Pliss is finally engaged, so she will hopefully continue mm. to make no money, but it'll. But she'll be happy about it. Um, I mean, so Samson Ovens are, they, are they a bit like um, the Rodwanska sisters, but without the handbags? <laughs> I mean, handbags. I mean, look. Let me laugh at me because I said, um, <laughs> okay, we're gonna, also, we're gonna, I was we're out here making plastic bags. <laughs> we're going to head into the shocks of the week. But before we do that, can we talk a little bit about what happened um, to Sloan? What happened in that matchup between her and Samson Ovens? She I turned into Sloan? Yeah, um, no. I mean, this thing about it, Samsonova, I think, came out very aggressive. It was a three set match, though. Right, no, but right, but Samsonova came out very because they were tussling in the first set, mm -hmm. and I think Samsonova came out very aggressive. And, and Sloan was on the back foot, she did get herself, you know, together in the second set, but in the third set, it was just one of those things where she just sort of collapsed. And I mean, I, I mean, Sloan. There was a time when Sloane used to... I saw Sloane playing when she was 16, actually. And I just thought, mm, she has a nice game, but, you know, I don't like this cold presence. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I belong. She, she doesn't have that vibe. When she was winning the U.S. Open and, you know, getting to, um, you know, the final, the French Open, now, even when she was playing Serena, you had this sense, you know, like, oh, I belong here. You know, I could play here at with these people. Yesterday on the court, she just looked very like wah wah wah. Like you know, there's no fire in her <laughs> belly, and you know, Samsonova looked like you know, like look, I am going to just take this match from you. I'm willing to fight, like literally jump over this net, and I think that made the difference in terms of for me. But the, she the looked like she had that at the start of the week. I guess it was just one of those days she woke up and she just wasn't there, huh? But does Sloan sort of walks around the court like how Lindsay Davenport walks around the court? Like you just never believe that Lindsay. Uh, -uh Lindsay won. But Lindsay won shit. So I know, but I'm just simply saying. That was just her tall person slump. No, but I mean, like, but Lindsay was winning shit until Venus and Serena sat winning shit. You know, I'm just. Saying. Oh, so Chad is Chad is here to let us know that Sloan also slipped and maybe a tweak her knee. See, here we go again with that fucking wet ass grass. I mean, <laughs> but no. I will say though, I'm I'm looking at the draw. Um, I'm looking at the draw for um Samsonova in Berlin. She played some stellar tennis. She yep. beat some, She had a three setter over over Madison Keys. Mm -hmm. Um, she beat Azarenka, which I remembered. And then she beat Bencic, who did not show up at all for Wimbledon. So she had a very <laughs> nice run. She okay. Well, you know what? Let me just. Well, that's what I'm saying. Saying. She thinks she really thinks that she belongs here. Like she yes. thinks she can win this. She has the results to to justify it. So I I, I don't blame her from that. Mentioned, you mentioned Vika. Did you see the match with her and Castea? Yes, yes I, I did. did. 
where yes, she just she just folded. I mean, she just and Vika has that killer instinct where she she she's in that moment and she'll just go for the other girl's throat, and she Sarah tried. Though. Stepped, she tried. Stepped it up and kept her foot on the gas, and Vika folded. No, and she I, tried. Vika tried that little I final surge to come back. So. No, she but tried it's too late. It's too late though. But I mean, it was a little too late. But you know what? It's the Vika serve. Yep. I mean, that serve will get her in the tightest moments. But it's true. But but it's it's Christina though. I mean, she well, ain't doing nothing on the other side. That's going to really trip you up. I know she's I know she's she's not a popular person on tennis Twitter, but she really stepped up, and she, mean, it was it was the old Castella there from. 2012 13 when she was a decent player she's been in the wilderness since right um, there is no doubt about that i'm not doubting that but what i'm simply saying is that vika should not have allowed crosshair to even be in that position yeah. i mean vika looked like she was defeated when she was on court she tried to do a combat but it's like girl you're already down two breaks and you can't hold serve so what are you trying to do here will yourself across this net like that's not I gonna mean, happen she I, I I thought she might have had a chance a little bit, but by then Christelle was like, I can see the end. I can exactly. See the end. <laughs> yeah. She, yeah, she just kept her foot on the gas and that was it. Yeah. So we've avoided it long enough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Are we here for the body party? Is it what you're here for? Let me check your name on the list. It's it's um it's Reels Tennis Fans podcast. Mm -hmm. I cannot believe that we lost Serena on such a whimper, and she had a wonderful outfit. You thought that shit was wonderful? Thank she you. She came out in a goddamn wedding dress. No, the, not the the train was the train was dramatic. You gotta come out dramatic. I, 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 the actual I, I, outfit itself, I thought was very cute. No, you didn't like it. No. Mm -mm, I, in mm -mm. fact, I thought maybe that was bad karma as to why she oh, slipped and fell and got out. I loved the train because it was a statement piece. It was regal. It was, oh absolutely. God, this is tennis! But, it's not the yeah. fucking runway. What the fuck? Wait yeah. a minute. Wait yeah. a minute. It is, yeah. it is center court. It is absolutely. center court. Roger Federer came out in jacket with gold plates, boo. And he yeah. looked like an wrong. idiot. Yeah. <laughs> no, he did not. It is still iconic. It is uh, iconic. To iconic this day. for all the wrong reasons. Listen. But I, no, I thought the the outfit was great because it got her boobs right. And some of these outfits, they just yes, boobs right. Let me check out the boobs. Listen, her dress. But you know what? Can I just let's talk about the slip? This was not a slip. No. I think what Serena did not slip like every. I mean, she slipped, no, but she, she didn't, didn't fall. So what oh, was going fall. on with that leg? I, I think I, something is wrong it with was her. Already her. It was already hurt. I think hurt. I, I think she's it was a stressor. She already yeah. had a problem. I don't even think she's got over the Achilles problem she had before. Um but, and I think that's why I think that's why she had the, the poor clay season because she was not gonna run for things. She played clay, I think, to get some match practice in and do what she could, but you could see she was not covering the court like 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 it. I mean, just go back to the Australian Open. When she played Sabalenka, she was everywhere, and I think this Achilles problem, uh, whatever is wrong with the thigh, because she kept strapping on, and I, she's she's obviously gone down on the edge of her foot, or, or hit the edge of her foot, and it's just gone straight up. Yep. Uh, and you could see her wince, 
Um, yeah, it was more like a shock. Like it was more mm -hmm. like you yes. know when you hit something and your legs go straight. That yeah. was what she had. She didn't yeah. do a tradition. She didn't do the yeah. um, the Manorino slip because right. if you weren't really paying attention, you wouldn't have noticed it. And then when she went after the three all game, and then screamed. Oh no, no, it it was obvious. It was obvious from the beginning when it happened. It was kind of obvious when you were watching the match. But I, I think I think what for me it was that it was too early in the match. Like she had, like the match had just basically started. There was no way she was going to um, try to play through that pain from that mm -hmm. situation. It, it was too early. I was just like, girl, stop. Yeah, it, it was like, what? It, like if it had happened, like say she had won the first set. Right. So probably up in the second and that happened, then that would have been like a better chance for her to work her way through it. Because I have to say those first couple minutes, she looked so dialed in. I was like, she was so on top of the ball. I was like, oh, Serena is ready. Yes, yes, yes. And then it, I was looking for the slip. I was like, what's the slip? It wasn't a big slip. What's yeah. going on here? The leg was injured before she got there, period. Yeah, but I'm something I'm, happened I'm wondering to make that it, worse. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's sciatica. Well, they said that it was all when I when um when Mary Jo was talking about it, they said it wasn't something they were gonna go to American doctors and evaluate, and that they thought it was some aspect of her groin area. So I was like, wait a minute. Wow. So, and the Serena hate in the chat is real. <sighs> what is Serena hate? There's no Serena Damn. hate. Oh, Serena is not fit and her lower body is weighing her down. Her ankles, thighs, and knees can't handle the extra weight. Real oh, talk. Jesus Christ. No, uh, we've got that's not happening. Serena it's looks it's time to retire. Her body can't hold up anymore. Listen, she first of the all the window isn't closing, it's nailed shut. Tony's gonna come for y'all's. I mean, nasty. first and foremost, you can't tell me somebody's thing is nail shut when they're making quarters. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, and, and they were big. You know, I what mean, mean, look, Serena on, like, is the <laughs> most consistent WTA player on tour when I it comes still, to major. Still, so it's like we've listen. You're right. I think Serena was carrying an injury from RG. The nature of this whole time is that it was a tight timeline, and they need to. She just needed to do what she could to make herself ready for Wimbledon. Mm -hmm. Like, un, not unlike her other compatriot, who's just her, the same person with her, I think Federer is doing the same thing. They are not 100% fit, but they have to run with it and do the best they can. That's what's going on. So I think she does still because know. These places hold, these places hold <laughs> such um, <laughs> sentimental value for them. Sorry. No, I mean, Tony, I think, yeah. Tony, I, sorry, before we, Tony. Maria Sharapova is in the chat in a burner account. So first of all, yes, I do I think that we have Max. to, and that's why I said, I don't want to say that the Serena thing was a slipping on the grass because I do think it was deeper it was than something that. more. I, yeah. don't, I think she wasn't really fit. I think that if I, my hope for her is she takes the time and gets in shape and fit for USO, where it's 100% folks going to be there. The crowd is now suddenly fully behind her. We were there with the Wozniaki match. Remember, mm. you all now are ready for that chase. And maybe she'll actually be fit enough to really do, to do some damage there. But I just like, yeah, I didn't feel like Serena was really... She has to... I think, she already she said fuck play, the Olympics. But she exactly. Has to, she has to play the North American hardcore season 
Um, well, you know what I'm hoping? Can I just put a little bid? Yeah. If she doesn't want to take anything major, could she do like what Coco's doing and come to the city open and play like a couple invitational matches? Could she could she hop on one of those positions? Please? Listen, there's a new 250 in Cleveland. What I mean, will that do? Can we just like, you she don't have to do all of it. Yeah, just do a couple like, you know, I mean, I know her appearance fees is probably ridiculous, but can she just come? <laughs> When I heard that they were doing a women's invitation at City Open and they have Coco and then I saw they have Jen Brady and I was like, okay, well, all right, that's okay. Um, could we maybe put some American, some other Americans up in there? A William sisters, somebody show up in DC, maybe? If she doesn't want to play a full schedule. <laughs> I'm just making a bid. Someone whisper in Serena's ear to show up in Washington, DC, please. Um, I got tickets. Um, but yeah, so I, so I don't know. You all are winners. I think, I think she has to play Rogers Cup. Or Rogers Cup. She has to play. Um, is it Montreal? You know what? Can yeah. I say I've been tracking the Canadians. It's uncertain what's going on there, y'all. Uh, okay, yeah, she's, she's going to lose her points because she she's a finalist. Well, so let's see. So where what do we have? We have a bunch of two fifties. We have Rogers Cup. We have Cincy. I see her going to Cincy because they pay her. For sure. They, she should definitely go to Cincy. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know about the Canadian thing. Because I think with all the bubble and Canada yep. not being sure, I would probably not risk it. I mean, the points, what are you paying for anymore? I mean, like the well, points. No, the nice, point is, but, well, I think the reason. For a better draw. Points, yes, exactly. For, for a seeded draw at the US Open. Because if she loses. Well, Chris is right. She could go to San Jose where Venus, Venus comes there. Uh, is Stanford on um, this year? That's is that well. Stanford probably. is the same area. I don't know if it is, but I think let's look. I mean, she could stay in America and still do quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, she can do. Yeah, there's a nice hardcore run up. So yeah, Stanford is gone. Yeah, so I I'm not certain. I was checking checking with a bunch of Canadians. Although maybe you seeing how seeing how the Canadian men are doing, maybe the Canadians will decide to have a tournament. But um but we'll see. So I'm not willing. First of all, Serena's doing whatever she's doing. Like, we got to let these people. Oh, yeah. Away. Chris says Stanford is San Jose now. Yeah, cool. San Jose, which is Do nice. You know the way. But so. Papa wants know. to sing us a song. Should we give him a moment? <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> I know, it's okay. It's okay. So, we, so, the other, so, so in, in combination with the shocker of um, Serena in mm -hmm. the first round, which was like, we just didn't get a chance to enjoy the outfit that apparently Janita has no taste and doesn't like. Um, TFO. <laughs> TFO saying, oh, that, that was a lovely start to the tournament. That yep. was fun. Look, you know, I'm not here for play Giannis, but you know, I mean, look, I'm, I'm not wanting to shit on anybody's parade and whatever. It was cute. You know, you know, I'm all for second round money is more than first round money, but you know, I mean, what? Tiafo should have feel good, you know, he was able to cross that hump, but, you know, that was a gift from Stefanos, and the next time they meet each other, it's going to be a straight set beatdown. Francis is not winning more than four games. See, first of all, that's dismissive. No. <laughs> I don't like anything that you said there, which is that it was grass court tennis played at a very high level by Tiafo, mm. and you know what? Stefanos, if you want to be like the big boys, then you got to show up from RG to mm -hmm. the grass. Right, okay? exactly. You that gotta make that what, transition. Yes. And so TFO gave him a grass court lesson because quiet as is kept, TF, I think Francis, I think um Stefanos had never even made it made it past what round three? 
at Wimbledon? Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. So he's not even he's not a grass court specialist. So I think he got a lesson, and I don't think we should take that he away was, from TFO. I'm not trying to take, but I'm just simply saying, clear Giannis was up in his feelings. It was very clear he was up in his feelings. I don't care if you're up in your feelings. And it's true, I, I, exactly. I a win is a win is a win. I'm not taking that away from him. But what I'm saying, I mean, you certainly that, did, and I'm. But I'm just simply that. saying, it's just like, look, this All is right. not. This was not, um, you know, Steve Dossie's taking out Rafa. Okay, this was this was not that. Okay, but we didn't ask him. We didn't ask him to do that. We asked him to take out the RG finalists, and he did the okay. damn thing. Assignment, Give assignment the man his points. Okay, all right, he gets his points and he gets his money. But <laughs> I'm just simply saying, the real Francis Tiafu showed up against Kachanov. And let me tell no, you something. Stop. Francis can show up against anybody. His problem oh. is consistency. Oh, I was wondering, let me ask you though. Let me ask you, because let's be honest, catching off is okay, but we're all surprised he's here. What happened in that match? Did anyone like, watch the TFO match? I mean I missed it. We did. And I mean, like, let me just put it in here. The way Francis was Francis was just being silly. I mean that like, Francis was just making stupid errors. I mean, it was a it was a let me not even I'm not gonna say it was necessarily a winnable match. But he was not supposed to go out in three sets. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. Not. I thought it was going to be at least it, four sets. It was a bad day at the office. Very he much just, so. I mean, like, I mean, that wind up for that forehand is problematic. Does American men know what a backhand really is? I mean, it was just like dumping into the net, silly errors, bad serve. He was just like catching off, was just teeing off on him. Yeah, it was it, just really it was, silly. It wasn't his day. Um, I just this this went over Plagianos. Is is Stefanos suffering a bit of the Dominic teams? No, um, you know what? no, I don't think so. No, he was. He was, he was, he was I, in his I, I thought. I thought. I think he'll be ready for U.S. Open. Wasn't there in that match against Francis? Listen, and, I think it was. Listen. Yeah. These boys, it's we talked about that, right? We talked about their prep. We talked about what they're capable of doing. I think the turnaround was very quick. I get that. Mm-hmm. It was not no time really. Um, I think it was a devastating loss, absolutely mm-hmm. for sure. Two but sets. I don't get the sense that he has—he's um, going to be eroding like um, team is. I get the sense that it was just way too quick, and he'll be ready to tr- to be back on his game at USA. I have a better game than than Dominic anyway. <laughs> yeah, and also just—I just don't think he was ready to prep for grass. I don't think he was ready to yeah, enter a new surface, do all the adjustments that were required, and be ready. I think yeah. he'll take a nice little break. He's gone into Hamburg. He's already taking a, a wild card into Hamburg, I think it is. So he's going to go there, get his game back on, and I think he'll be ready and be in the thick of things at the U.S. Open. I really do. I you, don't know he, he, you know he played doubles, right, with his brother. He lost yeah. in the first round anyway, but, you know. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't get that. Really, I got the sense that. Sorry, just one thing on Francis, because we, we talked about him before when we had the dedicated episode. He did something that we thought he should do, which is he hired another coach and somebody who's had who was a very good player in his time? Yes, but they've been uh, together I, for a while, no? I don't. I don't think it's. I think they've been together for like six months to a year. No, I feel no, like they've been Pereira together for a while. Quietly. Yeah, he was there quietly. Yeah, no, I don't think he was there full time. Oh, um, maybe. I, I, I think he is his co- proper coach now, and it'd be interesting to see if what he can do because Ferrer was a great player in his day, um, and I very tough mentally as well. And I, I wonder, I just, maybe he has the right skill set that can pull Francis up. 
Can because- I just say, I mean, let's be honest. This the the game itself is just requiring bigger players. Yeah. Is, is Fran- Francis, I my worry about Francis He's is short. that I don't think he has the game and all of the tools <clears throat> to do damage beyond like say getting to quarters in a in, in slam. Chad I said think that that's really what he should well, be doing. 2020. What? So, so what Chad, Chad said it's not the relationship in 2020. So. Yeah, half of that was gone. Yeah, they've been there for a while. Yeah. 2020. <laughs> right, but I mean, like I know, but I, I've seen the partnership so, for a while because I, I wasn't shocked that Wayne was there. Um, this time when I saw him there, and he, yeah, exactly I, mean, I, I know that he's been around. Like he's been with Wayne for for a while. I mean, I think the thing for Francis is there's definitely he's definitely fit. I think there's a mental aspect of his game that I think Wayne Ferrer could help him. I think he does need a little bit of a killer instinct. I really do. Mm-hmm. And I think like he's somebody. I feel like he has to do so much to maximize. That's just my sense of Francis. I don't uh, see him necessarily. I see him maybe. We, we, we've got a Francis hater in the chat as well, who's happens to be the same Serena hater. <laughs> Where's that theme No, I mean, I, I think I think what you saw with Francis against Stefanos, yes, all the old over whatever is like when he's dialed in, yes. he can play some really fun, engaging tennis, and he did. I wish I mean, that he had put up a better fight against Kachanov, but it seems like Kachanov's serve was on fire, which on grass um, means... And here is Chad, the official. Chad said, usually Francis gets reckless in a match in tight moments. Very true. In the match against Karen, he just was never there, frustrated and disappointed. Yeah. And like, maybe, I, he I, I to, maybe he started to, you know, expect... You know, sometimes these people can expect a little bit more from themselves. You get that big win, mm-hmm. and then you derail yourself a little bit. But he, I mean, but then again, Pospisil is not a, an easy pickings to take over. But I was happy that he at least made, you know why? He won a match he wasn't supposed to win, and he won a match he was supposed to win, but he just got tangled up in the third set. I mean, I'm I'm still, you know, applaud. Hats off to you, Francis. But, you know, um, yeah. I'm going to need to see something bigger and better than what I'm seeing here. I'm just saying. Oh, my God. Any other shocks? Any other shocks for anybody? Who else? What Listen, was the shock? I don't know that this is a shock. Um, but no one's. I don't feel like any. I don't feel like we're talking about Novak. I don't really feel like anybody is. Oh, well, is it because is... we expect him to be a oh, shoe into the final? He's really going through quietly. Listen, oh. y'all. Let's just be honest here. We call this little section the usual suspects. Mm-hmm. We're doing the same thing. Nove, Nole is like Barty. They're just there. Yeah. They're number one, and they're there. They don't think we do about them. All right. Well, I mean, and there's I mean, nothing honestly, to talk can I about. Say, I mean, Janina, Janina, he's he's dancing with wolves. I know, I mean, motherfucker. Listen, can I tell you? This is the thing about Novak, and let's be real about it. They, for also the tournament decided who they were going to be focused on. They decided beforehand. Wimbledon doubled down on Murray, and they doubled down on Federer. That and they doubled down on Coco. Mm-hmm. That was it. Fair Novak. Enough. They're all they, far more interesting than Novak. They figure no, I mean, they've written Novak in. Look at his draw, y'all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
I hate to say it, but Novak, it's best that they're just not paying attention to you. That They just expect you in the final, boo. <laughs> I mean, well, listen, you know what? I mean, can we talk about how lucky Roger Federer is to even still fucking be here? Because his ass probably should have went out in round one. Listen, that's just that's just the real deal. About it. Let's talk about he, it. I'm, I'm just saying the grass, give it and the grass, take it away. So yeah, yeah I, I got I, to I, go. Before we get on to Roger, just on Djokovic, um, there's an outside chance, I mm-hmm. think, that uh, Batista Agut takes him out. Because I think, didn't he beat him the last time they played for the first time ever? Really? I mean, RBA um, had a good... Batista Agut has been under the radar. Life. He's been under the radar, really. Uh, I mean, I don't see Rublev troubling Djokovic at all. And I see Batista Agut getting past uh, Khatunov. So there's an outside. You get, get past Shapovalov. So you're, Shapa yeah, you're completely writing off Shapovalov. Yeah, yeah, I am. Okay. Against Batista Gut, yes, I, I do. Look, I mean, I look, he's, okay, I think he's so too crafty a player for, for To your point, yeah. let's look at the draw for Novak. To, for Novak, the reason why we're silent about Novak is that Novak's going through nobody. Exactly. And I don't mean that in a bad way to yeah. all of the wonderful people, but Novak. That's is, just the draw. It's just a draw for him. He next faces the possibility. He's facing what? Garin? Garin. Mm-hmm. Yep. Garin. Okay. Good luck on that one, Garin. Let's hope you get a couple of, you know. Actually, actually I, I watched Garin, and he's, for somebody who's a uh, clay court. Man. Mm-hmm. He, he is, yeah. He's done really well. He's playing yes, really, It's really fantastic well. for him to get to the fourth round. Yep. Um, and so, and then if, if all goes well, you got Fukosovic versus Rublev. Let's hope Fuchs finally does it. Hard for him to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, he can't seem to beat <laughs> Rublev, but maybe this is the chance. <laughs> so Nola gets Fuchs or he gets Rublev. This is the first time Rublev's made it to the second week. Miracles. So Novak's playing people who are not yeah. usually here. So yeah. it's like that's – and so – and then you've got the big – then at the bottom, which is nice, you've got Karen Kachanov versus Korda. I actually think Korda might win that match. Ooh. I, I mean, why not? Yeah. You know, like he plays a sword <laughs> tennis, big server, not a bad mover. I wouldn't be shocked there. Could be a five setter. And then you've got Chapo and RBA. That is all that is left in in Nole's side of the draw, y'all. That's it. Yeah, you know what? Maybe that's why no, nobody's talking all, about. I mean, like he feels the potential of I mean, Sorry, I mean, what did no. you say, Pablo? They're all nothing burgers. <laughs> I mean, right. I, I don't want to slam anyone, but there's no one there that feels like a threat in any real legitimate way. Unless nope, and, then, and you can't even think of a single shot that they have that can possibly even bother Nole. Except I mean, the crowd. what I'm saying is you need Nole hampered by a slippery gas. And you I need just, the crowd. You need the yeah, crowd. I, 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 the, the out, I don't have him going through beyond past uh, RBA, but... Yeah, yeah. Dennis, Dennis, if he's playing lights out tennis for a couple of rounds, he could trouble Novak. Yeah, he could give. He, listen, you know what it is? It's not trouble. He could give you all an interesting Novak match. Right. Let me just say this. I was thinking about this. There Has there been a memorable no lay match that is not a final or a semifinal against the big three? Like any match that you think to yourself, wow. Like, Nole goes through tournaments just like that. Like, it's just, 
that's just how it is. Like you, you remember a Rafa match semis, you remember a fed match point. Those people cannot stop talking about those two match points. That's their claim to fame and a memorable moment. And it doesn't even have anything to do with Novak. It's just because it's Federer. Mm -hmm. What is a memorable thing that Novak does on grass for y'all? <laughs> he eats it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Janina, do, do wolves eat grass? I mean, this one does. I mean, I they do when they're sick. I will say I appreciate I appreciate that they're obviously focus grouping some new storylines for Novak. The wolf one is a little tired. It's I, <laughs> real. I totally appreciated you saying that Novak was a wolf while swimming in that while playing tennis in that pool. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, this story is getting more complicated. And uh, you know, I made a comment about the the dodgy story. I think at the French Open. And one of his proxy, I think his mother, for an account, she was just like, what part are you not believing? And yep. I just like, I mean, like, it's all over the place. Now they're in the mountains running from, you know, bullets, <laughs> living with the wolves. I'm like, Mowgli, what is happening here, Jungle Book? Like, what is you know this what? madness? You have, I, I want to remind you all that Novak has a documentary coming out. So he's just testing narratives for y'all. And this is, this, is, this is the thing I do not understand about tennis plays. It's like, it, you know, it's like... um. It's like when rich white people are trying to be like, we're roughing it, you know, we're planting. It's just like tennis players, for the most part, it's from a privileged existence. I know. I mean, let, let us not pretend that they, it's not. That's, I mean, like, it, the sport is built around that way. It doesn't have to be this way, but it's pretty much what it is. And I and there's nothing about Nole existence that speaks to him being a child of poverty I mean, yes, you grew up in a crazy situation in the Balkans, but hey, a lot of people did at the time. So, I mean, I get I mean, that, that narrative doesn't hold water anymore. You've been wealthier longer than you were poor. So you now there's I mean? a shift. Now there's a shift. And so you have to tell. I mean, I think they're just trying to find. The and also he, he should. And my thing for him is just like, boy, you really want people to examine that part? Where do you where was your line drawn in that conflict? You should kind of mm, like leave get political. Don't exactly get political. leave that narrative behind. You know what I mean? Because I mean, a lot of people are caught up in that dodgy madness. You know, I, and my, Maya says he's walked the wolf story back. I don't know. Was he claiming he was misquoted or something, or he meant to say? I mean, oh, Jesus, he Christ. was more big sheep than wolf or something. I don't know. Uh, but I it was a ridiculous. Was, I think he was. I honestly think he was doing some narrative leaps, and I, I, I think he was doing some metaphoric leaps. And I mean, who, and it got lost. He, and I'm just like, boo, who were you playing? Like who? <laughs> like literally, you're claiming like Wolfman. I mean, over listen, some listen, ATP we, scrub. We, this is the thing. I mean, to um, to Amin's point in the um in the chat, you are saying yes. He grew up being bombed on like privilege, not all, and fed. But at some point in time. You either have to embrace that narrative and go all the way because that's a political story. This is the thing that we like just own that story, but then you have to own all of the good and the bad of that, right? I but know, he doesn't so want that. I he understand that. And the thing that I want people to understand is that we have to be very careful with these narrative about being bombed. All of the Balkans wasn't being bombed. There was a privileged class. The people who was doing the bombing wasn't bombing. They weren't bombing their own homes. Okay, and they, they protected a certain class of people. And I mean, look, this is not, Nole isn't well like, and that's much to his fault than it is mine. Okay. And even if I just didn't like him, I just don't like him, and that's fine. 
But what, what I'm sick and tired of is that Nole acting like a petulant child in the press conferences, making up this. You're a grown man. You're 35 years old. You are not 12 in the schoolyard. You don't need to be He-Man. You don't need to pretend you're like Superman. All that thing is nonsensical. At this point, you're looking foolish. Because come next week, you're going to tell me you could turn water into wine because you thought it. I mean, and that's the problem, which is that I, I don't get any sense of like, what the hell is this dude? I always get the sense of what the hell is this dude talking about? Like, I just think he needs, listen, he just needs some narrative consistency. That's the thing. Just get some narrative consistency. I now, I see now the narrative is that he's just as challenged, even more so than Serena and Venus were. No, that's not going to happen. So let's just go ahead and find some new narrative consistency. He's fine. Novak is going to remain untroubled by this draw, I suspect. If he does go out, we will have a live podcast for you. That's how much we think this is likely to happen. But, but I, just on this point, Andrew, is this Wolf nonsense and failure was not an option just pure hubris? I don't know um, if it's hubris. I think, you know what, listen... We have seen the family has poured a lot into Djokovic. He said that. I mean, just look at the other children. The family admitted that that they and chose. That's where I, like, my sympathy lies with him for with his, his with, his, with his siblings. The family said, "This is you," and we know that story, right? We we're familiar with that story. With the family chooses one, and it is now on your back that you have to carry everyone, and that's interesting and it's valuable, and I think it's a good story. I just think, you know, and I think that's fair. I think that's very fair. I actually think failure is not an option makes a ton of sense for me for Novak. Um, I wish that he could carry that narrative in a more interesting way. It doesn't work for me, but I, I think it resonates for his fans. And I think it's fine. I actually think his best bid is the PPTA thing that he's doing. I think he had they had some success this week. Let's do a that's the Novak storyline, unfortunately. But you know what? It's probably not as sexy as and nobody wants to cover that because that's but he but way. also the other thing nobody wants to cover is the fact that he is legitimately now for the first time in forever, a man legitimately has a chance of the calendar slam. I mean, at 35 plus. So I mean, we want to talk about that. Do we really want to look at that? Who's doing that? Who's doing that at 35 plus? The People who live in eggs. I mean, that's just like, I mean, do we want to unpack that? Like, these are kind of like, you know, I know people are doing unusual records and I know lots of weird things are happening, but who is, we were just wondering if it was possible for people to compete over 30. And now you want me to believe that Novak Djokovic is about to do the calendar slam by probably playing a billion five set matches. All right. Okay. I'll, but you know what's funny about this whole, what is going to be interesting about this thing is that his fans, I mean, I made it, I mean, included, will tell you, you know that Nole is the GOAT, the greatest, and all that because he was beating Rafa and Raja and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Now he's about to close the committee in calendar time and look who he's beating, Garen. I mean, no, I mean, I mean, I mean, you get what you get. No, 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 hang on, hang on. No, yeah. that, that's, I, I think that is, um, if I may say, not the right, right way to look at it because you're looking at the as he approaches his 20 or 21st slam, you're not looking at his 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th slam where he is beating uh, two or, or three of the top four players to get to, to get those. But just, just imagine if he does the calendar, the grand slam, not only will he have done four in a row in the same calendar year, he will then be on his own on 21. 
That's fantastic. That, that's and fine. you know what? I will say that's, been, and, that's fantastic for him. It still doesn't mean we have to care. I'll never really care. No, sure. I mean, no one will. I mean, that. let's be honest. This is the T. Novak can run and do all of that. It really can. He can do all of that. And I, I think the sad thing is that the narrative will shift right underneath him as he does it. Mm-hmm. Because it's never been about the numbers. The GOAT is not about numbers. It is not that. I know everyone like, that's why the GOAT debate with Serena is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that Serena is the GOAT, especially on the women's side, if you want to go gender. They know it because they know what they know who Margaret Court had to play. They know the nature of the game. So it's not and about they're playing the Serena. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? You know, it's not about the GOAT. It's not about those numbers. And I think this this search for an objective count of who is go and who it's never going to be that like it's it was meant to be a chase that was supposed to animate you but you were never supposed to get there Novak really believes that if he checks all these boxes yes you will go down but you already see them changing the narrative as all the time they're changing it for him they're like oh it's the quality of the wins it's all the things that he does it's the thing that you do around you it's how people feel about you it's all of this stuff and so, yes, it's it'll be wonderful for him. And I think we should cheer it and we should celebrate it. But I don't know if it really meaningfully does anything. Like, I just, I don't really think that does it. Um, and I think this, I think Serena, Serena is fantastic. A- a- Listen, lovely drama girl makes a really great point in the chat. If it were a POC who is 35 plus going for the calendar, Sam, you bet your ass part of the store would insinuate physical assistance. Yeah. Listen, it's it's the, it's the elephant in the room that nobody talks about, right? And so we just will see what we're going to uh, have. And we saw it in 2015. And I mean- in 2015? When Serena was about 35, 34, trying to do this. They were talking about it. And in fact, and I mean, no late look. Uh, my, my thing with Nola is that you have to understand that, you know, a resume doesn't equal, you know, likability or favorability. Those yeah, are just and, and you shouldn't even care about those things. And you shouldn't even exactly. care about those things because I see him bemoaning, you know, like 90% of the places that I play, the crowd is cheering for the other person. Then play the Serbian Open every single week, then, if that's what is important to you. But to me, it's just like, it, it's just like, and also, Nola, you just got to be, be better at like this. Um, but you know what? I don't, really believe, I don't really believe any of that stuff. I don't believe Novak cares. Of course, of course. I, I mean, I, 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 I take completely the opposite view, actually. Um, and I think this is what differentiates him from from Roger and from Rafa to some extent. He needs affirmation. The affirmation we, will come in the numbers. That's uh, it. I, 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 he will he will win more Grand Slams than both but, of those guys. For sure. But, 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 but it's the affirmation. It is the affirmation. Roger doesn't need any affirmation, nor does Rafa. They and you see how. And nor does Venus. Humility. Nor, nor does Venus. Nor does even Serena. I mean, I think Serena but, is searching for something a little bit more than Venus does, but Venus. Tells the the truth of what Venus said is you are competing against yourself out there. Yeah, you're competing against what you think is possible for you. Yeah, and I'm here because I want to be here. Absolutely. Exactly. That's a different I, mindset. I do, I do feel with Novak there is this insecurity that craves affirmation of of the global tennis community that he is the goat. And 
and they will never give it to him because when you know he's been on the, but, he, but but you know the problem for me with him is that he has been on this kick him and his father in particular and his his, his parents team has been on this mess since 2008 yeah and 2007 in fact Right when when he lost all the way the back to the king is dead. But you know what? I yes, I, so, I mean, we, like, but you know what? We all let understand. that go, boo. Because here's we the all thing. understand it. But but Never here's the thing: want a thing and let them tell you. Never <laughs> want something so badly that the public will will willfully not give it to you. Exactly. Because here's the thing, Nola. You you need to probably look beyond. Because I know you're listening to this podcast. You <laughs> are. I mean, federal is rent free in your head, and I mean, like, this is the federal of the podcast, so why won't you listen to this? But no, understand that this that you know, I mean, what did they say? A prophet is not, you know, welcome in his own land. Look, yeah. they didn't like Muhammad Ali when he was boxing. I mean, they typically a lot of the, the act, what Margaret Court wasn't shit when she was playing, and look, no, she become relevant again because they're trying to disrespect, um. Serena, yes, Serena. When Serena was in the, the midst of 2015, getting they they were pushing a horse over a grown a human woman. I mean, oh, like I the Sports Illustrated, yes, exactly. The disrespect and I mean, they got the adoration that you think will never come during your heyday and whatever it is. You know what? I was thinking, and about I mean, that. and I, I mean, look, we, we talked about this. What Federer? They've been calling for Federer's retirement since 2008. I mean, like Venus. They've been dragging Venus since 2009, eight around there. So, I mean, like, you just have to look. You're concentrating on the medals and the numbers and the trophies and the money. That is something you can achieve and you have absolute control over, right? You win you win X tournament, you get the trophy and you get X amount of dollars. But as to the fans and all this other thing and, you know, like, celebrate, like, you know, universal adoration and all of that stuff, that is something you can't really control. I mean, what? Anna Kova was getting all that money and she didn't win a single title. I mean, so Look, do, listen, you can't the control that market. For Novak Djokovic, the heart wants what it wants. And in contrast, let's go right to that. Speaking of the thing, pe speaking of people who are breaking people's hearts, there's Murray. Murray, Murray, Murray's, Murray's glorious run. Because I think, to be honest, the emotion of this tournament is all on the other side. Right, it's all for the oldies. Mm -hmm. Novak, you're solid. Yeah, I think people, you're yeah. solid and you're good, but people are here for the people who they know they may not see again. See again, yes, I, I got that. That's what's going on with Murray, and that's what's going on with Federa. That's what's going on with Venus. So let's talk about those three. Serena, what's going on for y'all? I'm holding I mean, out for Serena. Look, you know, I'm, you know, how I feel about Murray. I'm indifferent. He shouldn't have been here, but you know. They give him a chance, and you know, Murray just loves the chance. Um, I think the crowd definitely held him through um to the first two rounds, but Chapel was just like, I don't give a shit. Um, this WTA 80 miles an hour serve. I am going to eat my <laughs> I refuse to have you say why do I mean, you say hold on? Why are you saying Murray shouldn't be there? Why does he not have the right to play just like anybody else? Look, yeah. I, I mean, I'm just okay. simply saying what I'm saying what I said, okay? I, I heard what here. you said. I don't <laughs> know why. Okay, okay. Let me just say this, you know, I have long held the position that I think Murray is it's his body, of course. I think Murray is abusing his body, but it's his body that to me, I get the sense when it comes to Andy Murray. So Andy, that if you tell him to stop doing something, he's going to be adamant about doing it. 
and he has been pushing his body to it. I mean, he is what thirty four years old, and he has a fake hip. Okay, that is something I think you have pushed your body beyond where it needs to be. I mean, a hip replacement on a middle aged dude. You know what I mean? And he's been carrying this injury for years. Is you have been doing something that you shouldn't have been doing because you had the warning sign earlier on. But anyway, he got a wild card, and you know, I, I think again he should have lost to Bashvili, um, Basil Bashvili. But you know, he got caught coming up this week. He got a lot of things on his mind that had nothing to do with what was on court. The crowd carried him. The the German guy I thought was playing better than Murray, and again he got lost in the match because the crowd was definitely against him, and he's Johnny. a scrub. Mm-hmm. He should, you know, like this is a very unusual thing for him. You know, I think Pablo mentioned something on Twitter, you know, center court is very overwhelming. And I think the German guy just completely forgot that he was in a winning position and he could have won this match, you know. But then again, but again, we know that Andy on his best day, right? Andy had to work 20 times harder to compete with the top three guys, right? And he has to do things like 20, like he made the commitment. To I will break my body in order to be up here with these people. and But the problem with that, you're going to pay for that on some end, right? You pay for that on the back end. And his serve was always a liability issue. I mean, yes, he moved. I mean, he relied on his quickness. If you're not, if you lose a mile per hour, if you're relying only on quickness, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. So that is what um, Dennis did yesterday. I'm going to, Murray couldn't hold serve even if you double back that shit. He was just like, he lucky. He was so lucky that he well, didn't, I mean, but I think that didn't that's get bageled. But it's but, fine. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. For whatever his position is, I mean, he got the crowd going. But I'm just simply saying, Murray, I mean, Dan Evans just lost out there on center court, right? Deflated the British crowd. You couldn't pull out a set against Dennis? Not even yeah, a set. I, but I, let's, let's just go, go to Janina's question. Did he? Why was he there? He justified his wild card. Um, because he won a few matches. Um, he he scraped through, and one of the reasons he scraped through is because he's he doesn't have match practice. He had very little. He had one round at he, he, uh, two rounds, I think, at Queen's and lost to Berrettini, who played really well. And he just wasn't match fit. And all the work that he'd done in the gym in the months to try and make up for the fact that he had this groin strain and, and whatever... He was lucky to get as far as he got, and he didn't turn up against Dennis. And Dennis was playing well. And like I said to you, Reels, I'd be surprised if Murray gets a set because he's gassed. I think for him, he needs to take stock and work out if he wants to do the North American Harcourt season and what's required for that, and let him see how he performs on what is a good surface for him, typically. I think it's saying he's ready to punish his body and everything yeah he is they all but they're but they're all doing that mm-hmm. in, in pursuit of of glory and i'm just saying save that body but you got young kids but i think i think to janina's point though real um he loves wimbledon mm-hmm. i know he does i it's, mean like, and it, it, they missed it last year this was probably his last chance to do it and i think I think Wimbledon felt like they owed him the of chance course. to go I mean, out on that surface with, you know, with whatever he could. But I do think what happened in the Shapovalov match is an indicator of who Murray really is right now. Exactly. Yes. I, mean, I, get, I mean, I'm not taking away from him. You know, he won the matches. He gets the money. I mean, like, yes, I'm not saying he's a two-time champion here, though, you know, 
if you ask me, one-time champion. But <laughs> I mean, I mean <laughs> but we're not here for that part of the discussion. But I'm just simply saying, you know, like all I would like from what, what I constantly see with Murray when I see this dude on court for the last five years, whenever is someone who is pushing well beyond their limit. And but you don't know. Stop. Stop right there. You don't get to decide what his limit is. That's the point. Just I mean, like we course. don't get to. No, hold on. Get, hold on. Hold on. You don't get to tell Venus that she can do what. The hell exactly. She and then Venus say, is showing. Wait a minute. Venus is showing up losing in first rounds practically every tournament. And we're just happy to see her play because we're fans. Murray has a fan base out there just like that who are just happy that he's showing up <laughs> to play. Like it or not. I mean, I, I know that. Reels, you're mm-hmm. you're not really a fan. I'm much more of a fan than you are, but I'm not mm-hmm. a stan. But we don't. We just we just don't. I I get what you're saying. I totally get it. But it sounds really really fucked up when you just go, "Why are you no. here?" But you know no. what it is. I think part of it, though, for reals, and to be clear, mm-hmm. um, to be fair, is that it's the way that people decide about Murray. Like they talk about him like he's a contender. We don't yeah. talk about Venus like she's a contender. We're happy that she's there. We're hoping she has a good draw and we are okay. That didn't work out, but the narrative around Murray makes it feel like, and always has that he's a contender. And well, he don't himself, have anybody else to talk about in Britain, really. But I mean, but, 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 and, and therein lies another problem too. Like take some of that energy y'all investing in this dude and invested in your young children, you know, help them for the future. But mm-hmm. I think my, because England sort of goes through this, Britain sort of goes through this, this long gap, right? And man, and and Murray, but and there's no one really on the horizon, and they certainly don't invest on the women's side. Let's, let's not be unfair about that. I think for me, the difference between again, I'm not saying Murray can't play tennis. I'm not saying that. I'm just simply saying the difference what I see with Murray as opposed to what I see with Venus is that I see a dude here who is pushing his body beyond the limit. We literally have the receipts to show that this. Yeah, well, is- especially on the ATP side, you can't really show up. And try to compete if your body isn't tight. And right. I'm not saying you can't do it on the women's side, but I'm just saying for the ATP, they have they have built a legacy of just grinding the body to dust. And he built his tennis around that kind of play yeah. as well. Yeah, that's true. That part of it is true. That narrative around him and what he's going to be able to do is really tricky. But I think Wimbledon is really unique. I think Pablo Pablo has a good point about the song, the North American Summer. Let's see what you do there. And that's the indicator. Because I think what was striking to me, though, to Reels' point, is Murray's, like, demeanor in the press, in the presser. Mm -hmm. And I was like, did you really believe the hype, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If he doesn't believe in himself, who does? No, it's not about about believing in yourself. It's not about that. But I think, like, the question is, um, I think Cahill was saying it best, too. He was talking, like, is he look, is he playing to get to number five in the world? Is he? No. I mean, those are not realistic targets. The question for us is, what are the realistic targets for these people? You know, what are the realistic targets for a Murray? Um, and lovely drama girl has a really good question. What do people think about what Nick said? I think what Nick said is very fair. Is like we have been judging, especially on the ATP side, we have been judging the ATP based on three very unusual guys. Yep. And we've just got to create models of what success looks like for the other guys. And every single person comes up there and evaluates all the other guys based on Roger, Rafa, and Ole. 
And we all can aspire to that. We've got, they've all got to build a career based on what their possibilities are. So to Reels' question, what is realistic for Murray? And then change that narrative around it. Be really careful about what we're expecting from Andy Murray because he's no longer in that space anymore. Mm -hmm. I, I just, there's something also that's new here. Um, we're not used to talking about players winning slams after 32, 33, 35, whatever. And this is an exceptional period because there aren't any other players who've been able to stay in the top three at their ages. So this is a, a new phenomenon. Yep. And I think also Andy is playing because he wants to be a top 10, top 20 player. He doesn't want to be a top 50, top 100 player. Yeah, And, and if, he, if, if, if after the hardcourt season, he's not ranked in the top 20, yep. he'll make his, his decisions on, on whatever. Quietly. Yes. Can I just say one thing? Because it's been going on in the chat. Yep. Um, and uh, it's about the what, what makes the GOAT, particularly on the WTA side. Firstly, compare like with like. So if people won slams, let them win 128 player slams. That takes court out of the equation. She doesn't even she doesn't compare with Steffi. She doesn't compare with Chrissy. She doesn't compare with Martina, and she doesn't compare with Serena. So, at least try to have basic like against like. like. I know like against like as much as possible. One hundred and twenty-eight player slams. She played in thirty-two and sixty-four player draws, where of the thirty-two, thirty were Australians. So you, you can't begin to compare the, the non-pro slams with the pro player slams. It's, it's a non-starter. And we should never have got onto this, but we did. And she court only ever popped up the moment Serena passes her step. Yeah, because no one was talking about court when it came to well, Martina. I will say, on one hand, I appreciate the attempt to create a through line, a narrative through line from tennis of old, right? Um, and I think the reason why we're trapped in the GOAT debate on the men's side is for the very thing that you're talking about, Pablo, which is that we have an opportunity to do like against like, yep. seemingly. But again, that is a mis that, that's a lie. These men are not playing the same types of standards they're not playing i mean they're different ages everyone says yes rafa is like a year younger than nole they're probably the two that you can compare the most but you cannot compare what is going on with federa and these i mean it's a, just a different ball of wax for these people and yep. so this idea that you can kind of like flatten all of their stories so that you can run this through line across them is just so boring it is so boring like it's not that's not what's happening and i think this desire to like, I actually think it, it it actually is a disservice to all of them because Nole has a narrative that's all his own and that it's actually valuable given the storyline of his own tennis and what's going on with him, similar to Rafa and similar to Fed. But like squashing them all and pretending that Fed in 2011 is the same as this person or the same as that person, it drives me batty. It really, really does. Like, Because I'm just like, you're not going to be able to tell that through line the way you think you're going to. And you and oftentimes you just sound silly and look silly as you're doing it. And the tourists set up the same way in the court. Yeah, that we're day. not playing yeah. best of five masters. We're not, you know what I mean? Like all of those things are part and parcel of eroding one and, and also the, the key factor Pablo just sort of hinted at it in the over 32 is that we have definitely 
change, we have made remarkable leaps and bounds in training for the 30 plus year yes. old athlete, which yeah. was not possible before. Like Drug, we have, I mean, we have drugs, drugs nutrition, I mean, yeah, biometrics, numbers. Like we can, I literally was watching a track athlete talking about, I wake up in the morning and look at my phone and see whether my recovery was complete. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, like you're looking at your cell phone to yeah, see whether I, your recovery yeah, from real, the day before training real, was possible. Real, I do that every morning. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, you know, and so it's a completely well, rather, I'm different. In recovery. <laughs> but, you know, let us not, <laughs> that's called a hangover, Pablo, you know. That's <laughs> quite <laughs> that is. <laughs> so, I mean, Don't I think, yeah, I think we, listen, the GOAT debate, and I, I agree, lovely drama game, girl. The GOAT debate was ESPN and Sports Illustrated. It gave someone, it gave some connective tissues across sports. And it's like, and, you know, everyone is always convinced that at least, they, at least until they come up to something, is like, yes, like this idea. I mean, I know we somehow or another, we landed with a no lay fan in the chat. And of course, the narrative are always the same. Media is biased towards Fed. I don't know, honey. The media has been asking Fed to re retire since 2008. <laughs> 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 like literally said, Rafa has triumphed over you. It's time for you to go. People are allowed to have a full long career and let that journey take them where they can. Just like we're saying with Murray and just like we're saying with Venus and just like we're saying with Federa. That is the thing that is happening with them. Each of those people are having their own journey right now. That mm -hmm. is what they're doing. That is what they're doing. Let them have it. You know, Andy Murray has finally figured out what happens when you beat your body up. This is the backside of what that looks like. Yep. Federa, the comment he's making, it is clear that Federa recognizes that he is at the mm -hmm. end of his career. With one foot out the door. With one foot out the door. He's telling you he's grateful. He's posting pictures of you thanking thanking you. These are people who are at different parts of their careers now. The fact that we all want to collapse them and compare them together, it's just weird. It's a disservice to them. Let them have their narrative. Let them have their storylines. You can't blanketly like collapse right. them all into one. Same thing with Serena. She's the only one traversing the space. Yes. No one else has done it. Nope, exactly. I mean, you remember <laughs> Steffi Graf was, what, 30 and done? And she, yeah. Steffi Graf retired, literally <laughs> retired, reaching the Wimbledon final. Yeah, I mean. And I was so mad because doing. she beat Venus. And I mean, Wimbledon, this Wimbledon especially, y'all, they skipped Wimbledon. Every one of these people have, have been working towards this COVID moment. They're going to have 100% attendance in the second, in the finals. Like, this is a big deal for these people who made their careers on grass. And there's no guarantee next year. So I think that's what you're, I think that's what we're getting. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'll be honest. I'm a bone chilling Federer fan. Federer has been very fortunate to get to the fourth round. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I, I, there's one thing I would add to, to him being um, humble in what he's putting on social media and all the rest of it. He said something, which is the God's honest truth. And he says, I hope my form returns. Yes. And so, uh, you know, what more can you ask from somebody who's uh, accepting they're not playing their best tennis, not at the level normally to win this, and maybe he gets a lucky break or whatever. Good luck to him. I would just say that uh, this thing about, uh, go on about Serena again. I'll only do, do it in 20 seconds. She occupies a, a planetary system that none of the other players historically have approached. And that's the end of it. It's not about the goat. It's not about this. No. She's on a 
completely different level at all levels longevity slam wins uh technical game against adversity at a totally different level that's what makes her supreme and that's what sports decided that's what sports illustrated decided remember when sports illustrated was deciding between serena and the horse they were also deciding against nole as well Yes. Remember, Nole triumphed at the U.S. Open that year. And Sports Illustrated, in their own drama, said, who's going to get the cover? Because it was the attempt that mattered. It was the consequence and the context of Serena's journey. It didn't matter that she didn't triumph at the U.S. Open. Her narrative was still the most compelling. So even Sports Illustrated, which is all about numbers, theoretically, understood that there was a rounder picture when you're trying to have a conversation about goat behavior. So... I think I, that was really valuable. I remember at the time. I, I, yes, I, I, the other thing I would say, she has become a phenomenon separate yes. from tennis. Yeah. And yeah. I, the, the thing Iconic. is, you, you, you go to, when we go to the US Open, New York City will be plastered with her everywhere. It is, she takes over the city. I mean, uh, the really, last, in the uh, last five years, it wasn't always the case. No, it wasn't. It, you're absolutely right. It's been about the last five years, but it is it is incredible. It's just incredible her reach beyond yep. the tennis world. It's a, it's a phenomenon. Let Most me of the to... world knows who Serena Williams is. Most of the world does problem. not know who Novak Djokovic is, and that's just a reality. It's not a slight. It's not. It's just you can't real. Compare, compare like They're against not. like. I tell like you what you can like do. Eleven o'clock when we get to Flushing Meadows, you put Serena up. Venus, Serena, Venus, Nole, and Federer at the eleven o'clock match, and see who packed that, who packed Santa Co, um, Ash Stadium. I'm gonna sure. tell you, no one's it gonna be breaking it. You won't be know that. I mean, no, the honest goodness truth is that it's Serena and Fed, and then everyone else by a very, very, very large margin. Rafa's Amen. not even. Rafa's not even able. Not to even do close. It. Not no, no, even no. close. They just can't do it. And Serena miles ahead in terms of the U.S. Open. But I mean, all of that to say, these are transformational folks. Serena being at the pinnacle. We can't compare her to others because. She's doing something everyone, she's just doing she's something incom- different. She's, it's, she's incomparable. She's she's doing something different. And so we all have to, and sometimes we have to just own that. This is the thing. And speaking of, maybe just trans- enjoy it. Let's transition then into people who are incomparable and there are things that you cannot define. Coco. Coco, oh God. court assignments. Let me tell you people. I don't know. Somebody tell them. Let me no, tell you. All right, before, before, before we get into the tea, let me ask you a simple question about Coco. What is different to her game now than, say, two years ago? When we she ain't fighting. <laughs> <laughs> She's assured. She's assured. She's making better choices. She has a better sense. She's changed her serve. <laughs> yeah, they've tweaked her game a little bit, and it's definitely, you know, paying dividends, no doubt. Um, is it a better game technically i now. think she and looks more confident in her body though for me one of the everything looks, is better right everything is better but one of the things i see with her is that it's that difference between venus in 97 and 99 where you see that someone who is like grown up they, i mean i wouldn't say grown up but it's like you sound like this gangly it's like when you see i don't want to you know like 
Coco just she she seems much more aware of her body. Like in, I mean, you like, can you can use you can use the goat like narrative. We we're comfortable with goat. <laughs> no, I mean like, because she just seemed like goat, you know like know. it just seemed like she was like all arms and, arms legs, and legs before. You know what I mean? But no, she just seemed much more assured about her stroke. She just seemed more assured about herself uh, when she walked 17. around court. And she, she's, and 17. Yeah, she's 17. But this is tennis, so we are allowed some latitude to expect No, I'm just saying, more. so of course she's growing into herself. Right, exactly. Because when, so we were that, first, right. when we were first introduced to her, she was 15. you know, she's, she's so young and just like, wow. I mean... I just, I wait a minute. A this is a news flash. I just had a filter. It doesn't happen often. And <laughs> listen, we just listen. We just had we we had an internal conversation about why they wouldn't place Emma Radikanu on center, and Coco's been living there, right? So even that journey for her mm -hmm. of getting comfortable on the stage, like from a fifteen-year-old to a seventeen-year-old, I think she, to Reels's point, she seems more self-possessed. She always was, though. But she just seems a little bit more assured. Hey, but um, guess what? Yeah, she you know what else? What? People like her. People yep. like her. People that don't follow tennis like, like her. her. They're I, asking about her. She's yeah. got that something special. She's got the it factor. She's got the it and factor. And she has been consistent. And, and she's good. Yes. Well, hang on, hang on. I'm not sure she's been consistent. If you take the last six or eight months... Um, she had lots of three set wobbles and she managed to pull it around. There's a couple of things. But I she's in two out, second weeks. I, 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 I don't think there is any other player who made the splash that Coco made two years ago mm -hmm. in the non-tennis playing or tennis watching public. In the UK, certainly, I mean, my family, uh, extended family, were talking about her in ways that they were... Mm -hmm. People used to talk about Serena and Venus, and she she cut through because uh, largely because of her demeanor. Yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, the one thing that I notice much about her game now it's a better all round game, but I I feel that she's lost an edge, uh, particularly on her serve, and her servers had problems in the last year or so. But I, I, I see improvements in, in lots of technical stuff. She's much more consistent on, on ground strokes and she kind of has a better grasp of, of movement. And she is gazelle-like now. I mean, she was fast before, but she's really she's she's added grace, a lot of grace to her to her movement. But I, I worry about the serve because the serve, her serve as a 15-year-old, it was a bomb. She would be serving at 125 in the juniors. Um, but but, that, I, but yeah. she had but she had a more predictable serve then. Now so, she's, yeah, trying yeah, out, yeah, she's trying to round out her serve and she's trying to give it different shape. I think the thing that's also noteworthy about Coco, because this is the thing, everyone uses a slam win as the marker. But unfortunately, that's not a marker on the WTA side. Like you can win a slam and disappear. You can win a slam and nobody can find you the next week. That's right. When the French. What, you know what I mean? I hate to say that, but that's just what that is. So what, what she's actually doing is slightly unusual in the sense that she's having just a normal rise. She's having a normal rise that people can follow and they'll care about. And so I think there's this interesting thing where people are like, well, Shvantec should be on center. She's the RG champ. Da -da 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 -da. No one's following Shvantec except for tennis loyalists 
and yeah. folks from her country. And Coco is having a rise in the sport that can take a gaggle of people with her. Yep. So if and when she does win a slam, it will resonate in a totally different way mm -hmm. than an outlier no. winning here and an Amen. outlier winning there. Beyonce, Beyonce is a civil servant. And Coco <laughs> is an ambassador. Oh my God! Stop it. <laughs> hey, I'm here look, for it. I like that. Look, I keep saying this. I, I, I just wish someone on television would say this for the people at home because it drives me batshit crazy. You can't be at home arguing about code assignment when you're watching <laughs> it on TV. Oh, yes, it doesn't matter. It point. doesn't matter. It does not matter. And I thought that very. Um, Craig Teeley explained this to you folks. When we he was are making to strategic decisions on price point and money for these courts. I mean, everyone is it's, it's cash strapped. The French Open is cash strapped. Everybody is cash strapped. Okay, they haven't had real crowds. They have said this time and time and time again. It's a logistic reason, just like you would never see um, Delpo playing in court 18 at the US Open. He won't be there. Delpa would not be playing on one of those court number six or seven. He There's a whole bunch of Argentinians in New York City that will come out and beg, borrow, and buy to get his tickets. Mm -hmm. It's a logistic thing. Secondly, if the people on center court aren't screaming, what the bitch, what this bitch doing here? I don't know why my home should be crying about this matter. I am still seeing the match. People are willing to pay to watch Coco and let them pay that money. You can't be mad about this. People. I think it's hard for people to do that because wrapped up in the narrative of court placement is this idea that you have earned the right to be but there. I don't know. There was 128 players. No, 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 no. But I get it. But I'm just saying, like, that's the thing. It's the reason why people ask about Venus. Why isn't Venus there? Why isn't it? Da, da, da? The reality is, at Wimbledon in particular, they know who people want to see because they actually have a membership that tells them. And they have they have people who have, right? Like that's all the Devonshire tickets are about, right? They know who to play. They know that's why the Wimbledon got in trouble. They put Federer on court one, Federer lost, pissed off people, rustling back and forth. That's fine. The US Open, logistically, it's a nightmare to place a star on, on the outer court. It ain't happening. It's, it's ridiculous because Ash is huge. You just have to place them there. You put them on Armstrong, the lines wrap around the entire thing and you cannot move. And so also, before you even get to that, I, I, just the players get into the physical court is one an little, issue. One little bit of tea on court selection yep. concerning Venus. And to some extent, Serena, uh, I'm going back maybe four or five years at Wimbledon. The reason they didn't, or certainly Venus didn't get um, center court when she'd been a five times champion was because of a particular individual who was on the committee that managed um, court placements and, mm -hmm. and so on. That individual is no longer there, but it was too late. She had mm -hmm. a particular thing. Uh, let's just leave it at that. And that's fine. But I mean, so there's a politics of the placement, which is yes, I think the absolutely. thing the fans, I think that's the thing the fans key in on. And I think that's a legitimate question. I really do. Because there are things where you have to make a decision. Sometimes you have to make a symbolic gesture like you do and think about the money as well. You have to think about the bag and you have to make the symbolic gesture. Mm -hmm. Right? Look, you Every fans now and then it ain't giving no money. 
Well, every now and then it works in your favor. Andy Murray, easy. Federer, easy. Others, not so much. And that's just because it's a white sport. But like this is the, this is when the rubber meets the road. It's like, what is the symbolic gesture and who also commands people's attention? I think with a lot of the things that play out on the WTA, that is not the case, right? That is not the case for who, who can people pick out of a lineup? Who do folks really, really want to see? And in, I think in the UK, they usually err on the side of the Brits, mm -hmm. right? And that's where they go. And then they have to then wrestle with like, who else will someone really want to get up and see up in here? It's been, Coco had the highest rated matches for the last yes. few years. Yes. Yeah. And, and she's a phenomenon here in the yep. UK. That's just yeah. what happened. The, it would be one, nice. The one, the one player that non-tennis following sports fans would pick out, Coco Goff. Yep. And I, I, that's one aspect. The second aspect is, and I think this is so important to her, and I'm I'm delighted that she has it. It's her demeanor. Yeah. The way she carries herself, it's just a joy to see she's not vulgar, she's not you know, she just, she's just developing into, and she's winning. Hey, yes, and she's winning. And she's mean, you know what? <laughs> but, but to be fair, Pablo, this is where, but see, Pablo, this is where all the isms can creep in exactly. around demeanor. Because I am, because I felt I was thinking about it last night. I was looking at some of the interviews, and I was like, you know what? She is so good at an interview. She's like, she's got light. She's got charm. She's got energy. You just want to root for her. And not everyone can do that. Like, it's sad when you, you know, you get them on the mic, which, by the way, how do we like that introduction of the mic? Nobody walking out together, bowing like they I did. I think it's before. weird. I, it's a bit, bit hard to get adjusted to, right? Especially when we won't even was, remember. Especially when it was a retirement. You can't do that, people. That's kind of awkward. Listen, we <laughs> won't even remember that it was any different in a few years. Yeah, because Wimbledon was the one that never did it. And so it is really interesting to see it introduced now. I liked everybody walking out together. I like I that really was kind did. of a part of it. But you know what? That just demonstrates Wimbledon can change Wimbledon can change its tradition. Um, it really, like... I, I, I yeah, I just want to say lovely ones to know who it was. Um, I'll give you a clue. She's a former Wimbledon champion. So interesting. Oh, Phil oh, you know I want you. guesses. Guesses in the chat, y'all. <laughs> guesses in the chat. Guesses in the chat. Um, but before we head before we head out, let's return ourselves to the oh, I think Pablo, you had one thing that you wanted to point out, and I want to give you a chance to say it because we were it it got lost in the officiating in, in the um slippery grass conversation. Um, is everyone else also rusty? Because the Lions people are making really bad calls. And I think it's had some real impact on some of the, the momentum in the game. I think that happened in the um, in the Chilich match, if I'm not mistaken. I I think the officiating, the line calling has been appalling. Um, I've Every match I've watched, and I've watched a lot of matches this week, has had problems. And problems at critical moments. I think the uh, Medvedev uh, Chilich match that you mentioned, Andrine, at the end of that uh, fourth set and the beginning of the fifth set, there were appalling calls, not just by the by the line judges, but by the umpire, who just had an absolute nightmare of a match, who'd forgotten to change the balls for new balls. Ooh, who does that? I thought set. there'd be multiple people on that. Well, it, it flashes up. It's supposed to flash up on the iPad, the tablet that they use, uh, and that was missed. But the call, some of the calls have been atrocious, just atrocious. And I think, 
sadly, well, not sadly, actually, I support this. Bring Hawkeye in as automatic line calling. It'll speed up matches. It'll remove that human error that doesn't help anybody, any player. It might reduce the drama a little bit. I don't mm -hmm. know. But it will be fairer on everybody. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like that. It seems like I mean this. These are some. These are some of the advancements that I'm willing to embrace at Wimbledon. Figuring out what y'all are doing with that grass and making it obvious and clear to everybody, so we all know. And getting the lines, people. Getting, getting, getting electronic line calls everywhere. It's not like clay. It's not controversial. <laughs> but before we before we close out, reels, reels, take us through. Um, who are we? Who are we riding with? Who's making? Who's making Ooh, it past Manic Ride Monday? Ride or die. Who we, we see making it past? Let's first of all call who's making it out of Manic Monday and then talk about what are the semis and the finals. Listen. Mm. I mean, well, we already have Nole penciled into the final unless he <sighs> hits someone, diarrhea. I mean, I he mean could fall. anything, anything he, can happen. He, I mean, he, yeah. He could throw his racket into the crowd during he the might, match. Or I mean, he, he might I mean, hit somebody uh, in the face with a ball. Uh, maybe yeah, he, he might ask, the neck, you know. he, could, he might ask the wrong person to suck some suck part his of dick? his body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 or okay. So we're somebody. starting. Come on, let's start. We're talking. I mean, I would say I no lay. I mean, have no lay. I have Rublev. I mean, do I like Fusevich? But you know, he got that Hungarian spirit, so I'm not so sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, I want to say Kachanov. I don't something about Koda. Just give me the what Willies. I don't like his vibe. Yeah, I agree. Um, I want to say. I mean, it's really a tough one between um Dennis and RBA. I think Dennis thinks he is the real Canadian, um, and he <laughs> needs to don't be. I mean, so, but I think RBA hits a. Uh, um, RB is not a typical Spanish player. No, so I think RBA him. will call the trainer out if things get dodgy. So <laughs> I'm going to... I mean... For, for, for a neck massage. I mean, yeah. So I'm going to say RBA for this one. Berrettini uh -huh. for sure. Zereb for sure. Um, this... Mm. It's an easy oh. one. Come on, Reels. I mean, look... <sighs> This is the last grateful match that Federer gets through. I mean, you know, my, my heart. This probably I, I, the last look, one he plays. Okay. Let me just say Federer, okay? But, I mean, yeah. Federer was, listen to me. Federer was serving for the tiebreaker in the third set. And give it away at love. Just That's like, all right. A win is a win. Okay. Sometimes I mean, Deb and my, blood, my blood pressure as well as their blood pressure isn't saying all right, okay? So Fed accept doctor's bill from both of us. Listen, we cannot uh, go, Medvedev. we cannot, we can't do a Deb barometer because she's extreme all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, and so, I have um, to say, okay, uh, okay, Medvedev so, is um, always fun to watch, though, you know, he got some strange losses, but I'm loving Medvedev to okay. possibly, I'm looking at Medvedev, um, Zarev semifinals. Okay. Actually, no. No, 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 no. Berrettini, Medvedev. Berrettini, Medvedev semis. Okay, mm -hmm. and then you have Nole versus which semi? Nole mm, I guess RBA. RBA. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we have a Nole final and uh, Nole versus who in the final? Poor Deb. Um, God, Medvedev. Okay, yeah. Nole meds. Okay. Yep. So tell uh, us what right. you got, Pablo. My last eight, Djokovic, Rublev beating Martin. Khachanov beating Korda, RBA beating Dennis, 
Berrettini beating Avashka, who's, I think you remember I mentioned last week. Yeah. Uh, is having a very good run because he's a great grass court player he, uh, and is very underrated. Could we surprise, surprise Berrettini? Because Berrettini has been quiet. He's been quiet, but I, I, I see him getting into the final. Mm -mm. Okay. Um, I sadly, I have to pick um, Alex Rev over Felix because I think he just intimidates Felix. Yep. Now, Federer, I have beating Sonigo. I hope to God he beats him because he's a horrible little shit, that kid. Um, a nasty piece of work. Um, and we'll all find out why over time. He, he's relatively new. But he, he, he pulled a really nasty one against Gael, I think, in the French um, when he was cramping. And he called the trainer out and claimed it was another injury and so on and so on. And Gael, Gael called him out on it, but so on. So, But I have Federer through there. And I have Daniel beating Ubert. Mm. Uh, so who's last, your semis? My last four are Djokovic RBA and Djokovic winning that one. And the other semi-final is Berrettini versus Federer. And I have, I have Matteo beating Roger because what? Uh, no, I will not have that on Federer spirit. No. Reels indulge me. Oh my god, no. that's actually really lovely. Listen, it's his bra, he can it, do with it what he yeah, wants. No, I will not have Federer lead, lead into a secretary it bird. Be, it will be a papal miracle if Federer makes the last four. Let's be yeah. honest. And I've got him in the last four, but I see Berrettini just serving him off the court. And you then really I think Dr. Federer could take off take on Medvedev? Yes. Yeah, I don't okay. think Medvedev's that great on grass. I think he struggled a bit actually. Um, I mean, Chilich should have taken care of that. Chilich <laughs> should have taken care of that, absolutely. And again, it'll depend what Daniel, which version of Daniel turns ah, up. That exactly. is true. Exactly. <laughs> Janina learned the hard way in Melbourne. Okay, <laughs> Janina, it's on you. Do you have Do you have any changes there? Um, yeah, I have Federer going out to Medvedev. Okay. Um, I've got Kachanov coming through on the Nole Ooh. side. Hmm. I think you we're going to have in the semifinals. <laughs> I, I've got a, I've got a of Medvedev semifinal. I don't think Barantini gets through. I don't know why. I just I don't I don't I don't know. I didn't pick him. Can I tell you? I would love that. You know I you know I'm all for the villain right here. Mm -hmm. I know everyone hates him, but I'm still there. I um, think I, I think we're going to get. Is, why are you wedded to chains? I mean, is there? I really like chains. I really do. Oh. Well. I, listen, <laughs> I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna put something out into the universe. Okay, what? Christina McHale moment. <laughs> this is not a Christina McHale moment, motherfucker. What? I think we're gonna have a Medvedev Nole final. Oh. I think Medvedev oh, might man. have his moment. No, I don't think he will. But I, I think, think he will. will. I'm putting but, it out in the universe because okay. you know why? It, it, Medvedev have the chance for number one, and I ain't see that bill work into it. Like if that's a real well, thing, then he it's time to work. He, he only, I think he can only make number one if he wins it, and Novak goes out in the semis or earlier. If Novak makes the final, he'll still be number one, whatever the outcome. I, oh, I believe. So well, I mean, I like Janina. I like your change up. I really I like do. it too. I like yeah. it. I'm, I'm in love with it. I don't have anything. I don't have anything different to introduce there because I really thought that Chilich was going to be fed, uh, but then Chilich <laughs> couldn't even be in Medvedev. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> I will say that I had Berrettini in the final in my original draw. Wow. I'm probably going to You're giving it. all these children a chance to get in there, right? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, you know, I had no, I had a Nole. I had a, I had a Stefanos um, Berrettini final, but now I'm Justin. I have a Nole versus. Ber- I mean, that was just a wish. That was just. Thank a you, wish. Francis. That was just a hope and a prayer. You probably didn't have anybody in the final. No, you that, was didn't a, that, was out. A, that was just a hope and a prayer. Um, but given who's left, I um, and we're gonna end this conversation by talking about Nick Curios's body and also what we saw in that Felix match. So hold, keep that in your heads, y'all. Um, but yes, Berrettini and. Um, yeah. Tell us about the ladies, y'all. Tell us about the ladies. I don't okay. care about anybody else except for the final. It's going to be an All-American final, and it's going to be Coco Goff and Madison Keys. And I I don't... I, Coco's going to win. Oh, God. I love the dreams. I love All right. It. Uh, my, <laughs> my, uh, my last eight, I have mm-hmm. Barty beating Krejcikova mm-hmm. um, and a tight three-setter. Mm-hmm. all like him tight. I have Raducanu beating Tomjanovic. I have Mukova beating um, Badoza from the the projects. I have <laughs> oh my Spanish Lord. girls, my girls. I, know, from my I, know, I don't know how she earned this this reputation, but there's people are a little downer on her. Um, she, she's playing really well. Anyway, I have Coco beating Kerber. Although you just know Kerber can sneak through to the final and win this with her. For sure. Oh, oh this bitch. Anyway, I have so <laughs> mad about that. I have Coco. I have Coco squashing her in two. I have mm. Samsonova beating uh Kaplis. I have Madison Wait. beating Dolubek. That should be pretty straightforward. Mm. I have Ons beating Sviantic, mm. and I have Sabalenka beating Rabakina. I mm. then have Barty against Goff, and sadly, I have to go with Barty on that one. I have Samsonova versus Jabur, and I have Jabur winning that one. And winning it, I have Ons, Jabur. Hey. Wow. Oh, that's interesting. I have Samsonova. Yeah, I, I'm saying that Samsonova gets out of that one. I have Keys getting out. I have Ons making out a Monday. Ooh. And I have um, Oraibakina. Oh, interesting. Um, And I have Barty. Mm-hmm. Radu, which is not going to be my nickname for her, Badosa, and I have Kerber just oh, no. handling the moment so much mm. better. I just do. No, no, no. Um, no. I know, and no. I see the semis as Barty versus Kerber, with Kerber taking her out, and Keys versus Ons, and Ons taking her out. So I have an Ons Kerber final, mm. and the winner That's, is. I don't like that. No, um, who's the winner? I rebuke it in dream. Wait, wait, I, dream. I, I, you know what? Um, she didn't pick one. Ons, then that <laughs> nerves. Ons and her nerves. I think it's Kerber. I really do. I think it's the listen, winner. I think I the winner was meant to come out of that side of the draw. <laughs> if so, if yeah, Anjali Kerber is in the final, regardless of who she's playing, she's probably going to win. If she makes it there, I think. If she uh, okay, makes it, okay. yeah. If she does, if she does, she will have four grand slams. That's fine. That's okay. decent. That's decent for her. Um, yeah, I don't maybe one I mean, I mean that's though. three more than um, Wozniacki, but hey, we could pick Wozniacki oh, out gonna, of us. Listen, we're gonna end. We're gonna end with reelses. Tell us your ladies' reels. Yes, reels. I know you really oh, okay. watch these mofos, and you go, you were gonna be. I spilling. mean, you, you know, I don't get invitation to the body party anymore, so I'm gonna go. <laughs> <keep it. laughs> 
I you, can't you, you have Krejcikova taking around? Yes, I did. Okay, I did. okay fine. That's, um, that's I mean, I would like to go with Tomlianovic, but the real Alia would show up, and you know, the crowd would definitely be behind against Emma. Um, Mukova, I mean, do I love me my my Jenny from the block, Spanish <laughs> girl? You know, they're gonna eat your lunch. Um, I think Patrick and company would have something to do with Kerber. Um, though they you know, should. they should. I mean, they're gonna talk to her and tell her the, this is a moment. I don't think Coco would be overwhelmed by the moment as we would believe she should. They'll just tell her she hits everything cross court, exactly, <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is. Um, cross court. And you, you, you know, so I'm gonna go with that, going. you know. Like I said, you know how I feel, right? A sandwich across from Pliskova, I'm picking Subway, so Simon's Nova, <gasps> um. Ludmiva, um, Jesus, forgive me, Madison Keys. No, she's in your semis. In your yeah, yeah. I mean, out of the ma- oh, out of the Monday. Um, oh, out of Monday. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jabor definitely. Um, Oof. I'm gonna go with Sabalenka. Right. I mean, Ooh. I think Sabalenka doesn't want to be a Yelena Yankovic. So. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> This is a moment. I mean, if if Sabalenka can't deal with this, there is no Serena. I mean, she should be able to handle some of these people here. In the semis, I am going to put Sabalenka versus Madison Keys and Coco versus Krujova. And I mean, it would be lovely if it's Coco versus um, Emma. And then that's going to be like news. Ooh, be be sense, sense I'm here for that. And I don't care who wins. I mean, that will be really that, that will be third up on center court. I mean, <laughs> in fact, they're going to, that's going to be the only match on center court. I mean, just, <laughs> <laughs> like, just reality of the situation. I mean, like they're going to have people rotating in. You get to watch five games and then you have to go out and then five of people, next of the people can come and watch five games. Um, but I mean, this is the WTA, and I mean, like, who would have picked Krijikova to win the French Open Listen, <laughs> three weeks ago? I like it. I like so, it. I mean, anything can happen, but I mean, I am going to put, I'm going to go out on a limb here and think Coco versus, um, I can't say Madison Keys because I judge Janina since the Christina McHale moment. <laughs> uh, my mind said that might happen, but I'm going to put Coco versus Sabalenka. And I think Coco is going to take it in straight sets. Oh Ooh. my Coco's God, gonna... you all are insane! No, Coco is going to come out as a businesswoman, you know, in a check, business. Check. Bun. Okay, I want to see. I want to see finals. I want to see all the fine. I want to see the finals in the chat, y'all. Drop your finals on the men's side and on the women's side. Drop yeah, it. Yeah, and while you do that, I'm about yeah. to. I'm about to. Um, I, I got some things to say. Please well, say. Hang but, but hang on, reels. Have we had your men? Yeah, we did. I yeah, was pay attention, Pablo. Pay yeah, attention. Pablo, Pablo when it comes to men, reels do not forget. I should stop, <laughs> I should stop reading the chat. Yes. <laughs> so, so drop, Listen. drop it in there. Drop us in there, Janina. Take, take us out. What do you got to say? I would like to say that Nick Curios is good for tennis, period. Ooh. He is entertaining and he is fucking good. And I don't really care what I want for him. Yep. Um, I'm far more interested that he be happy and want to play. And if that means that he, listen, if he is uh, not as fit as we think that he could be, but he's happy with what he's doing, then so be it. And if he decides that um, he wants to take what 
people consider to be a more serious approach to the game, you better watch out for your faves because he's already beating them, right? So it sucks the way that this ended, um, but who else is laying there for a medical timeout throwing up peace signs? <laughs> You're so stupid. Because your fave would never. <laughs> well, it doesn't um, matter as much, no? And listen, I just, I love him. He's entertaining. He is fun. There was nothing, nothing has been better thus far in Wimbledon than him and Venus on court together. Mm -hmm. I hope to God that he is doing everything in his power to continue to be able to play mixed doubles. I don't think they've he's pulled out as of yet. I think he's probably just trying to see how he feels. I hope they can play. That is sheer joy, sheer joy. They are good. I would love to see that partnership continue, but I just want to tell all you motherfuckers that are like, Nick, get to the gym. Nick, get a coach. Nick, do this, Nick, do that. Take a seat. Just sit back and enjoy it. Period. You don't get to tell, you don't get to tell somebody else how they're going to run their career. You just don't. If he doesn't want a coach, he doesn't have a fucking coach. If he doesn't want to be a gym rat, he doesn't have to be a gym rat because he's still doing pretty damn good without all of the things that you think that he needs. So just enjoy it. Okay. I will bring a modicum of, of challenge to that. No. <laughs> but, but no, you Janina, won't. Janina. I Janina. Janina. Zip it. Just, 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 Wait, just, let, her, just let, him, let him finish it out. Let him finish just, it out. What's I, your got your back, Janina, Janina, I got your back, Janina. I got your back, Janina. Just pause one moment. Mm -hmm. I will end up agreeing with you. I think Nick has everything. There isn't a player on the ATP he can't beat soundly. He has, he has, he's a unique talent. He has the game, um, but he doesn't want to occupy that position. And I'm fine with that. I think he wants to earn his living doing what he does. And however long he stays in tennis, tennis will be the better for it. But he definitely, definitely, definitely has everything in the toolbox that is required to win many, many slams. He is streets ahead of Zverev team any of the uh rublev any of the young guys but it's not worked out that way and i'm i'm okay with that because with it comes a comportment and a and a desire to win and a killer instinct and he wants to be something different and i'm okay but if he wakes up one day and says i want to win slams and i'm going to do what it's what is required I'm right behind him because he does have everything. Every player who walks onto the court with him knows that they can be beaten by him. That they might lose that day for sure. Every player, whether it's Dokovic, and you know what, even if he doesn't whoever. wake up one day and say he wants to pick put in the work, mm -hmm. I think at the end of the his career he will have still won a slam. Maybe okay. not just as many as somebody so else. So I'm gonna I'm I'm I continue to be a massive. Um, Nick Kyrgios fan, but I'm mm. one of these people. I'm about to tell you what kind of person I am. Mm. I'm one of those people that say you got to do a little bit of the work. Yeah. My biggest thing about Nick is all the other things surrounding him, I don't really care about that stuff, but you've got to get into the gym. Your body breaks down and it's actually unhealthy for you to not have a body mm -hmm. that can like comport itself on that court, right? Like that ultimately will be your downfall. I so I feel like, there. 
I feel like that's the effort you've got to put in. I'm not telling you to say change how you speak, but you should you should honor your desire to to have a career by simply taking care of the body. It's your it's your toolkit. You know, his game has everything in it, but a big part of this is your core. And his core breaks down, and that is a challenge for me. Like, because I'm one of those people, I love players who meet the moment. It's what I appreciate about Fed. It's what I appreciate about, especially on the man side. If you need to do press conference, figure out a strategy to do that well. If you need to dress a certain part, figure out a strategy to do that. Find the thing that's going to allow you to get to the maximum. You don't have to become Novak, but he should be taking care of his body better than he does. Like, mm -hmm. that, was a, that was his body falling apart in that match. And, that, and he knew it. He knew it. And that could have been a fun match. And so for my point is like, I ain't telling to become a gym bunny, but there's something you could do to make sure your body is better, particularly because you have some fragility there already. So that is what I would have liked to have seen from him. Um, I have no other expectations beyond that, but I think your body is part of what you pull together and he should handle it better. And yep. that's my big critique of him. I don't care about any of the other stuff, but mm -hmm. handle your body better, man. Because you, we now missed out on a chance for Venus Nick doubles. You know what I mean? Like that would have been. I don't want that, that to ever office. stop. Ever. You know what I mean? That would have been the back. That's what I meant. Box office. I just wish. I just wish the thing that I enjoy about Nick. I just you know with this piss poor journalism and you know tennis itself. How tennis? It's like when we realized it was when tennis Venus. I'm sorry, Serena and Raja had never been basically never been in the same room together. And yeah, no one had thought to do that. Like, to put what? them together on courts together, right? Yeah. Uh, just anything. And it's just, I think tennis sort of misses misses so many opportunity to market itself instead of like deal with everything. When I see Nick, I think about you being good at your job and being in a in a somewhat hostile working environment where the, just the, the area, the environment just doesn't allow you to function. And tennis seems to be only able to function and, and only help like one type of person. And only like the winners, and I think there is so many personality and 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 people on tour that the tour can actually help to promote the sport. You know what I mean? And they don't all have to be okay winning slams, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, Medvedev haven't won a slam, and that dude is like gold in front of a microphone. You know, you just need to just set up, let that go, and run with that. And I mean, I enjoy yeah. Nick. I enjoy the um, I enjoy the doubles with him and Venus. I mean, they work well together. You know, the vibe, energy. I mean, I'm happy to see brown people always, you know, doing something. And guess what? The people who paid to watch it, not me who was at home watching <laughs> it on TV, they had a good time. Even Actually, their opponent had a great that, time. That, that, that court was absolutely jam-packed yeah. when they played. I Sorry, Real, you mentioned one thing about tennis journalism. And I, I know we were going to end on Nick um, in unison, but I just want to make one point about the little wanker who tennis journalist who posted Serena's comment after that you know she what was the comment? Uh, that this is her statement she didn't do a press conference go fuck yourself go suck my dick <laughs> seriously seriously I know you suffer from chronic hemorrhoids but you don't need to take it out on tennis twitter it's really uh, you know just get a life man really she didn't do a press conference why didn't she do a press conference? Because she's fucking injured. I don't know. Oh. I mean, what a and sad piece of shit. 
Anyway. Who cares? All right. Well, I mean, we're we're take this has been really nice to have Wimbledon back. It's been lovely to actually have live um draw shows again, y'all. Um, we we will be discussing the clothing. Although Janina already told us what she thought about Serena's outfit. I'll be oh. coming for you. And I agree, Janina. Janina, I got your back. Janina, Janina, Serena's rack was absolutely right. <laughs> I'm, I'm that sorry. Was the only but, thing that was right. Any, I any, hate those one sleeve things. Any kid that I, gets those <laughs> Any kit that gets those mamas in the right place and they look good, you you can't you can't criticize. Yes, I can. <laughs> I know Janina will and can because she criticizes people's teeth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Don't Love. ever forget it. Love. I have a I have a gym crush. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to look at his teeth because Janina's going to say something. <laughs> right. That is right. And what did I ask when I saw a picture? How are his teeth? <laughs> so we started the podcast with the song, with a song about breakthroughs. Let's I've got to. Let's hope we have some breakthroughs this second mm -hmm. week. That's and right. And give us some really good closing stories because we are looking forward to talking to you all again in a live podcast. After the final, with maybe some newbies, maybe or some old, or some old wishing. Fans. I mean, maybe. if Nole wins, it's gonna be a toss up. I'm not gonna lie, if Nole wins Wimbledon, it's gonna be a toss up. What are we gonna have a stop? <laughs> we just might not talk about the men. We'll have one regardless. Look, we didn't have one for the French Open, so don't be You're right. Clean one, one, one thing we can measure, and this goes back to sorry, uh, I know I'm dragging this out, but it goes back to court placement, and it goes back to who's on center court or not. Crowds have made a huge difference. Well, especially because you all are dealing with different crowds. You all got those gate. You don't have the Wimbledon crowd this time. Woof. They are mm. dodgy this week. <laughs> 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 this is, you guys have a Democratic crowd this week. I'll tell you that. <laughs> hey, listen. Oh, Lord, my child just fell up the stairs. If you heard the boom, boom in the back. No, um, <laughs> no he's fine. He's fine. You know what? Protect those knees. Hockey <laughs> camp starts tomorrow. That shit costs a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go, bitch. No so on that note, I'm going to play us out with a fun song. I'm going to ask everyone to enjoy tomorrow with mm -hmm. this little bit. Good night, guys. Just another manic Monday. <laughs> Next oh, got it right. <laughs> <laughs> Wish it was Sunday. Oh, oh. Monday. Oh, oh. Monday.